that was kind of silly, but I don't know. It must be nice. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend uh, some time collectively uh, politicking uh, with the show I Where like I don't know, man I don't know, man. Should we find a short version of this song? Or is it like. I think that's fair. I think his criticism is not inaccurate. It's fair, it's just a long show. Okay, but but the, but the song doesn't have to be long. I, I think songs set moods, and it is, I, I think, an appropriate establishment. When I listen to podcasts that uh, short the songs or, you know, decide to uh, mix it up or whatever, to me, it changes the pod. It changes how it feels. Um, yeah, or at least it'd be, like, a bit cognitive, cognitively dissonant. Yeah. It was like, you know, hey, pod tinkering! And then we just like. But we're not going to change the song. We're just going to shorten the song. Feel free to edit. I mean. Uh, I guess I can. Yeah. (laughs) I need the original file, please. Can you? You'd have to talk to Mr. D. Sprawl. As a songwriter, would you you feel it's appropriate to do that? To like edit someone else's song? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's the sound designer for films. That's all he does. This this is also, we we paid for his. Like, it's not like some like rights issue here. He said, here's the music, give me money. Yeah. And that's that's, right. that's how it went. <laughs> I didn't even pay for it. I think Sean paid. You for did it. pay for. It. I didn't realize we paid for this. Yeah. Sean did. We owe yeah. you money then. Uh, well, you know the the the, the freeloading listeners out there owe us on fucking Patreon. Uh, go on over to patreon.com slash podcast and dump some money in there while they're getting sued into oblivion. We'll uh, you know maybe get a chunk if they stay alive long enough to actually take our piece. But- Welcome back to Politinkering. <laughs> Indeed. You want to do it? You never do it. Do it. Do what? The, the, the thing? Yeah. Do it. How are we supposed to do it? What does it work? Do it's it. been a long time. Yeah, dude. That's why we haven't done what's it yet. The, what's the thing that you guys are doing? There, there wasn't it. really a thing for this show because we we didn't have a specific host for was, the show. Yeah. Joey kind of took the reins for quite some time. Did but I? like, uh, well, you were the one with the list. Um, oh, I no. don't know if you necessarily- That was me. It was me. I was the one with the list. I was the one who demanded a list. You present. demanded a list, but Joey had the iPad with the list on it. Oh, yeah. Well, because <laughs> that's when we just- Constantly tried to stay abreast of the news, which, yeah. which ended up just being impossible. Well, yeah, that's just a giant circle jerk of you know whatever the the news wants. But that's to be. still what we're caught in. We're still stuck in that. Well, well I the, guess the, now. Uh, one thing I realized <laughs> is the problem, though, is uh, I finally started to understand the life cycle of a news story. Yeah. Uh, so there is literally a weekly news cycle that begins on Sunday and ends on Saturday. And like, basically we were doing the show on Friday and Saturday and like yeah. we were catching the end of the cycle, which meant that we were talking about something that was in the past, but also having the least amount of knowledge on it by the time that you actually listen to it. So it almost becomes counterproductive. Well, yeah, but I think what also ended up happening was we um, – Trump has guided the news yeah. like yeah. completely and and intentionally tried to like Without create new yeah. and fucking stories that, so that you could never actually get ahead of it or stay with it. 
And so it's funny now because like even in the like I think I mentioned this last time, but the fact that we've had so much time in between like, you know, the news that was happening and then like our current recording, mm-hmm. which was sort of your dream and the whole intention was like <laughs> space it out so we can then well, let's have like a whole episode on abuse of power or mm-hmm. the impeachment, like where we can really kind of like dissect what ended up happening. But I, there's it, just so much more happening. I now. know. <laughs> So it's what is happening again, and we're just now in the fucking. But I do think it's telling that we haven't talked about coronavirus in the last three. In fairness, I was only here the the last one, but talked about it was the police episode. Mm. Last one was mostly China. I guess we talked about it a little bit, but we guys talk about this virus going. (laughs) The China virus. Yeah. The China virus. The Wuhan flu. Hung flu. Yeah. Some people call you. I don't know what they call it. Well, I don't have a list. Do you want to talk about what you're talking about? No. I mean, you, you, want, you want to do some virus talk? Like, uh, we can do some virus talk. So, uh, Questions do you have of us? W- well, I guess <laughs> I, I, I think we might have addressed it. I, I don't remember if we did this on air last time, but um, at some point you were under the impression that you had said virus and then your impression was changed. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I, I don't, whatever. I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. So I, the impression, I, I don't know, man. It's It's... When it was March, when everything was really kind of like, like really getting scary, um, that was, um, it was right after St. Patrick's Day, um, like probably two, three days after, um, we had, we hadn't done much. We'd been really good. Kelly was in Australia before that. While Mm. she was there, I fucking loaded up on everything with the exception of toilet paper, by the way, because I knew that was some <laughs> bullshit. And I had, pl- like, we had a reasonable amount for, like, a month. And they were like, "You got? did you get toilet paper? I'm like, we will be okay. I, we will find toilet paper within a month. This is insane. Washcloths still exist. Yeah. And although I will say, <laughs> but, um, the paper towels are one of the, the one thing that it's is a nice little luxury, bit harder to find. But, you know, you can. Oh, no, I don't mean t- wiping your ass. I mean, it actually is hard to find paper towels right now. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I'm just <laughs> saying paper towels in general. I I didn't grow up in a paper towel house. I guess uh, so. you know we we would rewash the rags, but uh, my parents also did the uh, uh, the what is it the non disposable diapers. So you know it was a Fair real enough. disgusting place. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, so I thought we had um, it, right after she got back from Australia, we didn't do much. We went out to dinner a couple of times. We went to the movies. One time we went to the movies where it was like all clustered around and I was mm. like, this is fucking bullshit. We saw Bloodshot too, by the way. Bloodshot. Remember oh, that the Vin- fucking, yeah, the Vin Diesel yeah. nonsense. Kelly the- worked on that movie, which is the only reason oh, I saw yeah. it. Oh yeah, that was uh, one of the last movies I saw before the, the, the shutdown. The last movie we saw, yeah. which is a yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We didn't like it, but it I, was. I believe that was the movie I was in where the guy in front of me That's came right in. Uh, yeah, he came in like two minutes before the movie starts, like, you know, during the, the previews and just like loudly to everyone, I'm sorry, excuse me, but I got to do this and just hoses down the entire area with Lysol. We were all laughing. Turns out he was the smartest one. He was the one. smartest one. Well, yeah. and also it was like, this is almost pre Fomite, too. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't, or I mean, I guess pre Airborne. We didn't know how airborne yeah. it was. I mean, there have been studies. People keep like, Making it making it a point to say like oh well I guess we don't really know we don't know if masks are good or bad first they're good first they're bad we don't really know it's like, uh oh uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Oh. <laughs> he, he's hoping you set me off keep but, going keep going uh, oh Foss gonna do it I love it uh well no, no, no I don't mean, don't damn it let yeah. it be natural oh okay we won't masks some people say masks are good <laughs> but hang on. yeah I'll start again. Anyway, yeah, so we were in the movie theater, and like this is right back in the time when people were like, sometimes masks are good, masks are bad. Rewind, rewind. Fuck 
you. Don't make me wear goddamn. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Freedom of exactly. expression. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not an anti-masker. Um, I, I, my biggest issue is literally that they lied to us and they, they, they admitted they lied to us. And it is, to me, that is the, the impetus for a lot of this stuff. If you guys would just literally come out from the beginning and tell us what's what, and like, you know, treat us like fucking adults rather than trying to manipulate us. And then two months later being like, yeah, we fucked up. We tried to manipulate you. What's the lie? Uh, they first came out and said, uh, Fauci said that masks, we shouldn't be using masks and it turns out that they were just basically telling us not to use masks because they wanted to save those for the uh, the emergency workers, and they were afraid we would buy all the masks. He said but exactly it, that, though. He didn't. No, say No, that's don't not wear what masks. they. That's not what they said at the beginning. They said he literally said that masks will do you no good. He didn't. He he told he encouraged people to not wear masks, and then later backtracked and said that that was not a good thing to do because they didn't know the the. See, they didn't know a lot at the time. Well, and again, that's kind of the same. It also wasn't just him. It was the CDC and other. Places. Right, yeah, they were still studying it, but but you're. I completely concede the fact that in the beginning, like if you had N95 masks or any of those kind of masks, reserve those or donate those to hospital workers. You don't need to wear a mask unless you're sick. Mm-hmm. That was my that, understanding. Yeah, of the that very was pretty beginning. much the message. Yeah. That was that was my under. Well, I don't want to say it was necessarily speaking the message. It was my understanding, and I think it's what most people's understanding is. Yeah, there were so many different like people and and like times that had been said in so many different ways. I. I, that's I wouldn't call it a lie. That's my only point. But I would for sure say it's it's not helpful. It's misleading it, yeah, in any, yeah. it, at, yeah, at the I, bare I, minimum. And in this time of in this time of hyperpolarization and fake news accusations, this is you know to me that's just the biggest problem is that this pandemic came during a very polarizing election year. Uh, that has been the to me the downfall of you know all of this stuff. The reason that there is so much not like this should be an easily unifying situation. It was. This, that's what's so frustrating. I mean, and people said it's gotten very. Po- I remember people complaining. They're like, it's gotten very political. But why? I guess put it this way: in in either of your estimations. Why did it become political? Specifically, when and why? His name's Donald Trump. I don't know if you've heard of him. Well, to me, that is why. <laughs> it's, the, a, it's the reason. It's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sean. Well, no, certainly, if Trump <laughs> wasn't president, that wouldn't be a polarizing issue. Yeah, any but I don't know yeah. that it's necessarily. I, I don't know that Trump caused the polarization on this issue. Trump was already a polarizing figure and this issue comes up and really we're at that home stretch where the Democrats need to get him out of office. So literally anything they can use against him is going to be, be become a polarizing issue. And then as soon as they point at something, his supporters just blindly stand up and say, fuck you. And you know, that uh-huh. exactly. Fuck you. <laughs> and, well, but two things can be true. They right. Right, yeah. it, it, they, you're right. The Democrats are going to be taking advantage of anything, but he also colossally fucked up. So, yeah. He colossally fucked up in that he was not a strong leader when he needed to be. That's an understatement, but sure. <laughs> Hang on. Let us let's let me go back, though. Bonner, so you were saying it's Trump. Like, could you break down in particular yeah, I just think when any, and why it was? Any politician, I think even Sean would agree here, is that they would have taken advantage of the fact of this global problem, national problem, and slightly unite us in an election year and run away with the election. That's easy. It would it would have been easy if Trump was just, you know, acceded to some other demands earlier on, masks and such like that, you know, national testing piles, all the, you know, the things we bitch about. 
And he, and the Democrats would have just been outflanked. He would have been, hey, I'm the man of the people. I am I am your savior. And what the fuck are they going to say if the numbers say the numbers say? If the really, if the casualties, like if the curve was different, literally, if the death curve was different, he could say that I, with, with you know, relish, he, he saved the country. Sure. And people would reelect him. Yeah. But forget forget the politics of it. Just I mean, practically speaking, I'm I think talking that's about, it. Though I'm but sorry, politicized, right? Why did it be? Why did it get politicized? Is what I mean. Why, it's why an is election there confusion? Year. It's an election year. But it, what did he do to politicize it? Is what I'm saying. Oh my God, uh, there's so so much. I mean, the, we could just go down the line with the the way he treated Fauci, with the way he treated masks, the bullshit about testing. It's just every issue. He yep. he would make it that. See, here's my recollection of it. And check me if I'm wrong. Um, Will do. In the very beginning, in the very beginning, right? We, we it was clear that there was a virus, right? Um, it, but hoax. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? They, we, everybody was fairly certain that globally there was a situation going on, and and Trump yeah. literally said he's like, oh, here's the the new th- in uh, in a rally in March, right? Was calling it a hoax by the Democrats, and what what he really they they came back and were saying like, oh, he didn't say the virus was a hoax. Yeah, yeah. He's saying that like the politicization of it or whatever, like the Democrats are just trying sure. to make this worse. Um, Which and, ju- just to kind of bolster that argument, he's been calling it the Chinese virus since way before that. So like he's he's admitted that it's you know a thing. It's it, it, it's kind of irrefutable that it was a more tongue in cheek at that point. Um, no, I mean, I guess what I'm talking about, so, well, forget the hoax part. Yeah. Let's, let's, he called it a hoax at a certain point yeah. for sure. Right. And then, uh, then a lot of his supporters were uh, right. messaging, saying, like, messaging aside. Yeah. He, he was, uh, most of Fox news was trying to say, this is this no worse than the flu. You don't have to, everybody's, you don't really have to worry about this. And this is like uh, kind of late February, early March. Well, well, yeah. There was a three weeks or so. Right. Right. But I mean, to say that that's Fox news, I mean, there's, you know, we got Nancy Pelosi in Koreatown saying, come on down, everyone. Everything's fine. Everyone go out. Like, this is, this is a bipartisan, we don't want the economy to shut down sort of thing. There was also the fear of anti-Asian sentiment rising up that they were trying to discourage. Absolutely. So, and then Trump shut down travel and they were against that. Yeah. So, you know, to me, the blame is everywhere on this. That, that order is a little bit off, though. Yeah, he shut down. He that. shut down. You, no, that, yeah, I did. Do yeah, that from out China, of order. which is why right, right. Nancy Pelosi and them right, just right. virtue signaled to be like, you know, also, no, don't was, be afraid of Asian people. Also, residents. It was wasn't just people from China could come back. You had, yeah, exactly. U.S. residents were. Like, yeah, it was still forty thousand, like forty thousand people. Like, still also, came back. That is, so that are. Please, let's just take a side detour real quick. That argument really confuses me. What is the standpoint of the left on that? First, uh, well, it, it seems like they were against shutting down travel from China, and but then they're also using this. But you let the, all these Chinese they people come against, in. No, they too. weren't against. They, they weren't against. Like I don't believe that was true. Both yeah, sides they, of their mouth. From what I remember, they were not against shutting down travel from China. They were against the way that it was done, and it with this kind because of because it like, was done by Trump. No, uh, well, because if of the way rem- Trump, in if you remember what happened, was like, he doesn't it is do the anything with no, fucking no. If, you, if you remember what happened, they had mixed messages. So the people who really, the, well, the people, <laughs> no, well, there was a big deal because they yeah. had like twenty thousand people caught up in all those airports in Europe because they didn't know whether whether they were coming home or not. That yeah. also so there was, was a two day confusion because I think they announced it on a Friday and just some random tweet or something. 
And then the, and people didn't know what the fuck to do until was, Monday. I mean, that was like the same thing that happened with the Muslim ban. Like, it was exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it That's was very comparable. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I remember like thinking that I was like, again, with this fucking thing where people are in the airport, they don't know if they're allowed to right. come home or not. And that's but, just sloppy Stephen Miller kind of bullshit messaging. Yeah, for sure. And it does have Stephen Miller written all over of it, of it because it sounds like we need to get this yeah. out. This is our, it's this national is our security. policy. We need to, do we need this to now. push this yeah. out fa fast. And they, no one double checked it. No one was like, is this legal? And any excuse they have to like shut off immigration in any capacity is always something that they're going to do. And I think that that's how it was just perceived. So it wasn't that's necessarily speaking that the Democrats were against it. Yeah. And, and everybody agreed, obviously Americans can come back, but it was unclear, like you were saying, Joey, that like it, people, like Americans didn't know that they'd be allowed to come home at that point because it's, and but, they weren't actually, they had right. to clarify. But just to see this logistically for a second, uh, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to put ourselves in the position of power to make those decisions at that point in time, we're not exactly sure how communicable this disease is. We think it might be the end all be all pandemic. If we're in charge, is it not the best thing to just roll down all the gates right now and then figure it out in a couple of days? Oh, it was totally sure. fine. It's yeah. just a question of Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it really came down to Trump and even, the way that he'd been doing things for the last four just, fucking years. What's like, so silly to me is one, even if I grant Trump this one uh, good decision, it's one, it's like, first of all, any president might've made the same decision because it might've been just some dude coming in saying, we have to do this. And any president went, hold on, hold on. And even if I do grant all of that, this is just a drop in the bucket, right? That's, that, this was one decision and back it was already in fucking here. February. It was already it was also, here. We found out genetically that it came mostly from Europe anyway. So it was like a delay there for Europe and it was all confusing. The point is that even if I do grant all of that, it's still nothing about what was already happening and what could have happened in the, in the next Four fucking months. And, the, and the, the issue, though, is that most of it isn't really on the presidency. The presidency can lead and can. Th that's where I see the biggest downfall is that like he he wasn't, you know, a uh, um, a a gathering of consciousness force. Uh, he was um, almost. Well, <sighs> There was a lot that was offered to Democratic governors and uh, mayors that was rejected. There was a lot of help that is, you know, obviously. What and when? Yeah, what? Where are you in, in the timeline? Uh, I guess I'm jumping to more. Uh, um, Let's get to of that. Riots Mind if things. I jump to? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I think it's. I think it's a. It's a fair point. Um, but in the in the very beginning, if yeah. we're still talking about the 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 origin and the genesis and like what we really could have done, like you know, if Trump was a little bit less blatantly xenophobic and the Democrats were a little bit less, you know, just anti-Trump in general, mm -hmm. could we have been united a little bit faster? Maybe, maybe not. It doesn't really make a difference, right? What we're talking about is the power, it, and it, it can. It can make a difference. What we're talking about here is saving lives, right? Yeah. The only person, literally the only person who had the power in the very beginning of these beginning stages of this to do anything was the president of the United States. Um, in order to, he had to do, he had to ramp up testing via the Defense Production Act, right? First and foremost, they had to look at South, what South Korea was doing back in fucking late January, um, ramp up testing and get a good contract contact tracing system into place. Um, you get enough of the masks for sure and any PPE that's going to be necessary. Um, if you want to shut off, if you want to shut off travel, you know, you do it responsibly. You kind of square it away. You don't call the whole fucking thing a hoax in the two months leading up. So February, February last month and March kind of almost was too. Um, but if they had ramped up testing in that early stages and also contact tracing, um, it would have been totally different because anybody who did have it, we could have, 
figured out where else it had spread, which is why we are where we are. Because we still, to this day, if I wanted to fucking get tested right now in LA, goddamn nightmare. And I've tried, tried, I tried when I had it, yeah. um, or allegedly potentially had it. Maybe, maybe fucking not. And that's yeah. the biggest thing. We don't know. We have no idea. Um, we can get to, I guess that is sort of where we are ish. Do you want to explain, like go to the rest of the story? Or did you well, I, I, oh, one thing I do want to address here then sure. is, um, what do you mean by contact tracing? What's entailed there? Yeah. So the, if you look at the South Korea model, right now, granted, of course, by the way, this would have been a perfect thing for us to talk about, right? We've got civil liberties and like, mm-hmm. you know, personal privacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. Um, and I, absolutely that would, that would have been the real conversation to have. Um, so to answer your question for sure, to do. I know, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, man. So you you, t- you test somebody, your name goes into a fucking database. There's an app that tells you where hotspots are, whether or not you've, and you'll get an alert on your phone that says you've been in contact with, it's not going to say the person necessarily, but it uh, will say you ought to get tested. You have been in contact with someone who has had the coronavirus, um, go get tested at this, you know, at your closest facility by then. And again, we already have all the testing up and then your name goes into a fucking database. Um, and sure, go ahead. Go off on the- Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, they're not extreme privacy issues with that. Um, we get into, you know, HIPAA and the idea that like you were never, you're not supposed to be forced to disclose medical things. Yeah. In California, it's actually legal to knowably infect someone with AIDS without telling them. Uh, they have laws that have countermanded other laws that said the other way or that went the other way in most other states. Like there are, you know, very strict protections around medical and privacy and now all of a sudden, just because things are a little bit scary, is is that the reason to give up all of that? What are we, what are we giving up, and what are we gaining by that? I think we'll have to give up a little bit to um, for the sake of reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair, right? It's just the, the facts on the ground are the facts on the ground. Yeah, we're not right. talking I, about like whether or not you have. Out. We're talking about like, could you have possibly it's, infected somebody? It's with- like, yeah, it's like, do we want five million people to die, or do we want to give up a little? As long as real estate prices go down, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's it's working in Germany. I believe. I don't. I don't know. For working sh- everywhere else in the world. Yeah, it's working everywhere else in the world. That's the thing. Like, it's. I'm. I'm really sorry, and but it is the case. Like, people are always like, well, what could Trump have done? What could it, you know? We, at this point, we have is, examples across the globe of how this was done better. It was is done it better constitutional to to collect someone's. To, do you mean the to, barriers that he has to go through, Trump versus another country? You mean right, right. I mean, um, is that what prevents him from exactly? Doing what yeah, does? I, I feel like if Trump just made an executive order tracking everyone, we'd have many other issues to talk about. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> d- yes, I think that that's fair. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, I think you're right. I think a Rand Paul would. Bitch, I think you're right. Well, yeah. I think the Democrats would just push back if he was the one that initiated HHS. It. <laughs> not necessarily. I think so. I no. think that that's a fair claim. I, I think some maybe would have initially, but they would. If, if like, listen, um, if Trump really did come out with some progressive policy, there they've backed it before. The criminal justice thing, I believe, was some but backed. Uh, that was not very heavily backed by. Really? Yeah, I believe I, they voted I, on it and passed I don't it. think it was nowhere near unanimous. We have to check. I'll check the numbers on that. But I, I do think there's a lot of things that if Trump were to do, for instance, infrastructure, which, you know, he's done infrastructure infrastructure week every week. Mm-hmm. But if there was that, I believe the Democrats would 
get there. I, they they have their own he's agenda been pitching too. Infrastructure forever. Well, exactly. Never been never on that. Bill, right? like, yeah. I'm talking about that. That's bullshit. But I'm talking to about stay with this particular thing, right? The logistics of this would have been uh, HHS comes up with the policy, and and uh, along with probably would have been the Commerce Department. So like it would have been Wilbur Ross, um, and they're they're the two that would have had to have set this in motion in order to track every individual in America, um, and and. Yeah, there would have been there would have been a debate about it. Congress would have had to square away. If, if really, Trump we didn't have just, a debate about anything else. They just kind of fucking passed shit. Oh, you so you mean like for the for the <laughs> the, 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 the CARES Act? Well, yeah, I mean so like the CARES I, Act. They were hamstrung. They had to. The fucking economy was crashing. Like but, they didn't have a choice at I, that I, point. And I uh, well, and there I, was political will to do it because Republicans, it's anathema to allow the stock market to go down. Yeah, you know, yeah. more points than necessary. Everybody's already out of work. I mean, it's it's. Um, I think that it's an absolute valid question to to wonder whether or not the Democrats would have been on board with a contact tracing system in the early stages of this coronavirus. That being said, they would have been wrong if they didn't because every – like I said, every well, other country in the world for the most part had mm. had some version of that in place. And more or less, at the very least, more testing. Like, yeah. fine, we don't do contact tracing, but at least we have testing. At least you make it easy for yeah, I just don't you see know, that happening. I don't see like well, Democrats being like, that's the oh, thing. Well, fuck Trump. We're gonna we're not going to save 10,000 people because fuck Trump. No, so, that's not how Democrats work. Well, Come on. That's the thing it's though. It's so stupid. In, in a bubble, that's just in, dumb. in any other year, these positions would be flipped. The the Republicans would be very much against contact tracing and the Democrats would be very much for it. But I do believe that basically there is a Democratic obstinance to any initial pitch from Trump. Um, you know, to me, that's the... the <laughs> Yeah, because he's a fucking con man. Yeah, he doesn't usually. I guess the biggest problem is that a lot. I haven't. I can't think personally of an initiative that Trump has started. Yeah, that, there's that was that I was personally initially like that's a great fucking idea. Let's pulling out of Afghanistan that everyone voted against. Uh, again, the logistics weren't there. It was just a fucking phrase, right? That's all he did. I mean, we can talk about what he yeah, did this still, fucking week, which yeah, is nothing. Yeah, there's still 9,000 troops nonsense. there. Yeah, and, and and he just talked about recently, right? He, he first of all, he added troops to, to Afghanistan. Um, and then now it's back down to where it was when he took office. And he's now just claiming he's going to bring it down to 4,000. Okay, great. Absolutely. I, I totally, I'm, I'm on board. What are the logistics of that? And what what are, what's the fallout of that? How do we do that? Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's that... He's not a military guy. So the way that that leadership kind of has to work is he says to the military, let's reduce this stuff. Tell, come back with, you know, where you can make those reductions. You know, I don't, right, he's what, not the type of guy that's going to sit down and line item shit and up. And that's my like, problem. That's what I mean. I, 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 when I, when I say I haven't heard a proposal from Trump that mm. I, that I'm initially like, oh, great. It's because it never sounds thought out enough for it to work. It's just build a wall. It's just fucking, oh, let's, you know what? The Democrats want 600. Republicans want 200. I'm going to do 400. This is how I'm going to do it. And it's like, well, how, how are you going to do it? He's like, well, <laughs> and we'll, I'll fucking happily get into that. But that's the end stages of this. Unfortunately, into my um, fiscal research over the last few months here, that seems to be how business is done. Oh, like, yeah. Like so much of this shit is just fucking, totally. yeah. Like, that's I'm, why you don't have a, a fucking businessman run a country because the country is not a goddamn company. <sighs> 
Well, they're not good in negotiating in general. Steve Mnookin's an idiot. Uh, but also, let me say the First Step Act, if we can go back to that for a second, that was the Criminal Justice Act. Uh, if we look at the Senate, 47 Democrats voted yay, 38 Republicans voted yay, 12 of them voted nay. So mm. all the Democrats and oh. the independents voted for it, and 12 Republicans voted Is against it. Is that in the House it. as well? Wait, I just checked the I'm Senate. Sorry, what, what was this I can for? look at the this House. This is the Justice, the uh, oh, right, Car yeah, yeah, Kim yeah. Kardashian bill. I would assume the House has similar proportions. I, I, I thought there were a number of them that voted against it, but I could There be, might be some, but yeah. I, would, I think it's th it's like 370 to blah, blah. It, it was overwhelmingly. They had some fucking Van Jones vendetta or just didn't like season 15 of Kardashians. I don't know. It might just not have been progressive enough. Uh, I don't know enough about the law exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other issue or bugaboo I have is this, uh, this obstinance over omnibus bills. I understand that that is the, you know, the kind of traditional way that things have evolved, but I am very much in favor of everything being a skinny bill. Or yeah, everything I, think that's being a 100%. Bill. I think we all agree. I'm there. totally for that. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm, I'm, it's frustrating. I mean, but how does it, how do you, how do you reduce that? How do you, how do you promote more clean bills to occur? I mean, that has to be basically legislated so that every, basically you, you decree or you make it a law that would have to be voted on. But, you know, as much as you know, they vote themselves raises or pay cuts, but they, they would have to basically agree that every bill is going to be one issue at a time mm -hmm. and it's going to be limited in verbiage or page count or, mm -hmm. you know, things that it can cover. We are currently at a point where no person can know every law that pertains to them. It is an impossibility. So we definitely need to start, you know, but that we, again, that, that hurts the, or it perceptively hurts the negotiating power, but that is, that is the only way to actually get things, get things done. Yeah. yeah. That we need done. Yeah. I mean, it's, by the way, I, I should note, um, the, the HBO has that new documentary, the swamp. I don't know if you guys saw it. No. Highly, highly fucking recommended. It, right it genuinely shows how and why Congress is broken mm. across the board. It's so fucking fantastic. Beyond pedophilia? <laughs> yes, beyond pedophilia. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's it shows the specific... Pedophilia? Yeah. The British pronunciation. Yeah. Pedophile. He's yeah. an expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it goes into everything. Just watch it. We'll, we'll talk more about it. I will say, as far as Congress is concerned, or basically... You guys... I mean, this is getting way bigger and off topic, but yeah. my... My basic, like, what I ultimately want out of fucking Congress is just no more political parties whatsoever, yep. right? Or, or at the very least, a diverse, a diverse conversation. So, one of two ways: you either just um, abolish the electoral college, which allows for the ranked Ooh. voting system. Think, no, again, the ranked voting system. <laughs> back what you suggested, um, or, well, I guess and or, but I wish it could be like you can uh, pass a law against like abolishing. Um, political parties, no mm. political parties whatsoever. It's just what a person is a person. They fucking, you can vote them in, you vote them out, whatever. I think it's for ranked choice voting, there. that kind of has to work. Exactly. Has to I think together. we're on our way. No parties. We're on our way there. And this is why I think there's optimism for your goal, your, your you know, utopia. Uh, because one, I think candidates like AOC and other congressmen and Congress people, sorry, I should say, mm. are um, can, can kind of run their own campaigns through yeah. the internet. And they don't need the big party money for yeah. big ads anymore. It's changed. You don't need to run a huge rally in the middle of the of the Bronx Zoo. I don't know what I said that. But you know, you could you could just have a good campaign on Facebook and have a good couple memes, honestly. Yeah. And that could be 
You don't need the party's money. You don't need the party's money. And I think less and less, you're right. You don't need the party's money. You don't need the party. That's that's exactly right. The problem is that it's in no one's interest that has money to do this. 100%. The media gets- You're right. The media is the one that gets the money. So there's no reason for CNN or Fox News to be There's always going to be the inertia of the people of the power. Of the money. The people in power, the people in status quo. But I just think it's more and more the tilting towards the internet and individuals. Uh, when you say ranked choice voting, people don't look at you completely confused anymore. It uh, is a an actual thing that people, you know, start to talk about now. Yeah, um, so much so that I've actually heard some decent counter arguments to it. Um, yeah, you mentioned that. One, time. one thing uh, uh, would be basically what is psychologically known as choice paralysis. The idea that, you know, once you have more than like two or three things to choose from, the amount of of effort that you have to put into knowing which is the best is over so overwhelming to some people that they will just disengage completely. That makes sense. There is also the idea that when you when you purchase something and you had two options to choose from, if there were only two cars that you could choose from and you chose one of those cars, like I think it's like ninety percent of people are happy with their choice. What car are we talking about? Give me two cars. Uh, let's say you're trying to choose between a Celica and a, a, a Civic. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm equally dissatisfied. Go ahead. Well, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> that's, if those that's are the America. Yeah. If those are the only <laughs> two cars that exist, you're going to be satisfied with whichever choice you make. Got it. Okay. If there are twenty other cars, mm-hmm. you're going to be dissatisfied with whatever choice you make. Give me five of them. Give me the five of them. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You game show host? <laughs> Let me get the five cars. Let me, see what me, Let me get the Se- price. Celica. I get the Celica. Uh, Camry. Cybertruck. Cybertruck. Tesla, uh, maybe. That's, that's a Cybertruck already. But I'm, yeah, you're going to do two what, Teslas I'm too scared. I'm too scared. I can't choose. Yeah. I can't exactly. choose, Sean. I can't do it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you follow the choice paralysis. Um, so then, you know, there's the idea that if we do a narrowing system at the beginning there's going to be 20 to 30 people like this, you know, or the most recent Democratic convention. Or, uh, Sean, give me five people. Exactly. <laughs> <Fuck you>. um, <laughs> well, hang on. Before you go too far, if you yeah. don't mind, what, um, what, is these, what is this hypothetical uh, race you're talking about? Well, Are you talking about the president? I mean, if we're doing ranked choice, it's all of them, right? Exactly. So that's, that's that much more research. Like people don't even do the research for fucking like two people. Local thing, there, yeah. There's one person on the ballot and they don't even know who the fuck it is. Right. But <laughs> don't you think this could promote like, I, I guess a, a, the other big thing I, that I would like in my utopia is, is a, is a much bigger, like bigger focus on local elections yeah, and local politics, very much period. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so if there is this type of like groundswell with local politics yeah. in this ranked choice thing, let's just say it's a new innovative mm-hmm. thing, like period, you just introduce it on a local level and then everybody just starts doing that across because it's cool. And then they are engaged, totally. whether it be, you know, wh- like who knows down the line, what will happen. I think it will promote engagement. Oh, don't get me wrong at all. I'm still behind it. I'm just saying that, the, you know, there are some things I didn't consider when I had first pontificated okay. upon it. it. Um, there, there are going to be some drawbacks and there are going to be some um, some changes in the way that we have to address politics. Um, but in especially in the age of Corona and Zoom and everything online right now, 
this is the time to make all the lo- local elections, uh, g- LA gov or LA elections.gov. You want to run for something, you sign up there, you get put into a list, you can make your YouTube video, you can make your link to your website and people get to choose from there and narrow things down. And we, for real ranked choice voting, we probably, uh, well, ranked choice voting gets rid of that series of elections, but we do kind of want some sort of primary, like, cause if we're going to have 50 people for state, comptroller that no one's going to care and it's just going to be totally random i'm voting for schmitty because he sounds whiter than alex uh, like or you or you <laughs> finally the, admitted it yeah <laughs> or you amp the level <laughs> um you increase you increase the um requirements for getting your name on the ballot um more than they are now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's going to be, if for comms control or if it's well, I mean, 50 people, yeah. I mean, right, right. But it depends. It'd be a case by case. Well, but. That's the thing. Right now, they're, uh, they're completely ridiculous to get on because of the two party system. You have to kind of be anointed by one of those parties right. in order to be part of that. So, I mean, yes, I, basically the, the version I was pontificating on was a no rules. So yes, there is some sort of middle ground where you have to get a certain amount of signatures or, you know, um, Again, though, if we're going all online and then we have accusations of bots and, you know, I, yeah, I, all of a sudden we elect just some random, yeah, from Russia. I mean, you know, you, you see, I don't think it would all be online. I mean, again, that's, we're talking about the logistics of getting ranked choice voting in local elections squared away across the country. I, it's, I, I have a feeling, yeah, I mean, online voting I am against, but I think that that's kind of where we're going right now. Yeah, it has to be eventually. <laughs> like, that, you think so with online? Yeah. We're not going to use the postal service forever, unfortunately. No, the po- that's a, I think the postal service is going to be a disaster this time. Um, that is one of the things that the uh, uh, the Republican or the Democrats are being a little bit obstinate on, on, on the uh, the pushing of the uh, omnibus bill here. Yeah, I mean, but well, the post office needs funding. I mean, we have to ramp up. No, it doesn't. It needs to defund its, f- or it needs to not be forced to fund for seventy years its goddamn pension. If we got rid of that requirement, they would be the only profitable arm of the U.S. fucking government. Okay, but <laughs> right now, I don't think you're wrong. But logistically speaking, right now we do have an election coming up, right. and people can't go into vote in person. So we have to do something. Yeah. You're talking about a long-term problem. We're talking about a short-term solution. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's going to happen this time and we are fucked and it's going to be the, the reason I I am against it this time and you know, it's not going to stop it, but um, we're not going to get results until January. Like, it'll be before January. It'll be like it'll be a two week. Weeks. Yeah, maybe a week or two. Everything is going to be two thousand gore, man. Everything is going to we'll be a see. battle. We'll see. Everything right. is going to be right. fighting over which signatures so. match. Everything's going to be dangling chads. No, every single fucking they, election. Well, that's man. only if the margins very close. I believe they are going to be close. I don't think. I think shit's going to be really close this time. Maybe I don't think it's going to be close. It might. We don't know enough. It's too far out to find out how close it's going to be. It would. It would have to be in like a you know battleground. So you're saying like lens slide Biden? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. I think 
I think at the moment, I mean, again, it's too hard to tell. We're way too far out yeah, to, to think, really specifically know exactly. I think Trump's and, been beaten down really hard these last couple of months, but I think he's going to pull out an October surprise that is going to revitalize his name in the hearts of his base. Yeah, I mean, he might. He's trying right now. Well, uh, he's got his base already. I, don't, I think he's lost. Yeah, him, that, that's the that's the perfect point. What I mean, he, he needs to expand his base. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how can he do that? Um, I mean, you know, these... If these decrees were a little bit stronger and a little <laughs> bit toothier, uh, that might have been yeah, enough. This is a, um, that yeah. I think that it might have. It almost was. Yeah, yeah. It I could mean, have been. He, he certainly could have bought a lot of votes right now, but because it fucking turn. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. He, if any good politician would have won this thing running all away, it, this is so much easier. This this yeah, this this virus. I know, it, like this virus, for almost any other politician. I mean, even Trump included, is is a fucking. Gimme, man. Yeah. It is a T-ball yeah, for real It's funny you say it I, th- I was thinking been. this too. I was thinking Trump of 2015 would actually be fine with this. Yes. Like he wouldn't be as obstinate and as stubborn and as douchey. He's grown much more stubborn. No, he's much been more, beaten yeah. into that corner. Oh, like, absolutely. Well, whatever you want to say. I, I think he's pushed himself. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fight or flight it's all though at paranoia this point. For him yeah, at this point. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just weird that he's, uh, he's, ru- he's he can't get out of his own way. Was it, is it Axios? Was it that interview mm-hmm. where he's like waving, where he's waving around the the sh- the printouts and stuff? It was sad, it was, man. I have not. I don't seen call him. that beautiful. I think that was. I'll agree with Sean on that one. It's more sad than beautiful. It was okay, fine. It was sad. I just uh, yeah. It was, take, it was take away surreal. your disdain for that man and oh, realize that disdain. is the president of the United Jesus. States. No, don't get me wrong, guys. <laughs> don't misunderstand me. Like I, 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 I okay, beautiful. I guess it's. Sure. Like, what is beauty in the first place? I don't know. But oh, okay. we can okay. go back to our fight yeah, club shit. Maybe it's, yeah, sure. Like, exactly. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say. No, of course it's sad. Of course it's horrible. Yeah. It's, you know, and then if you literally match it up against Biden's fucking thing, it's like, and all that. It was, like, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was pissed off because she's like, she was, she constantly comments on this stuff. But like, she, I think she said something like, this is crazier than Veep. Yeah. And it really oh, was, yeah. it was, I was like, this could be easily on Veep. Oh no, and satire is gone, man. Like uh, we are fucking off the deep end now. There, you can't do any, like idiocracy is normal now. Like we can't, there is nothing we can do that is like beyond the pale of Yeah, how unexpected. do you satirize Everything Trump, that's an Onion article is proven in a month. Like it is fucking the darkest timeline. I yeah. would. I, I haven't. I, I haven't the slightest idea how to actually satirize. Actually, I saw something very similar, which was uh, in the Axios video, like the Axios interview. Somebody did this. Um, this mat. This um, edit where they have Trump talking to Trump in the interview. So they use his. Yeah, yeah, I was going to mention that. That, that was okay. nice. I was just going to. Um, that's that time. That, 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 that was pretty good. I no, know. I think. I think that's the key. I think that's the key. Is is you. Make us look at it and on itself, that's, and, and that's why I think Sarah Cooper is really. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who's Sarah Cooper? The uh, the TikTok talker. Yeah, she does all the voices of. She just. She oh, does she like just lips to lip sync. Yeah, that's not bad. Trump. Uh, that's the yeah. That's the thing. I think we're get, we're in a period of time where we need to go more towards. Uh, whimsical comedy where we need to go to that yeah that sort of um, what do they call that Uh, high concept comedy you know that sort of like save the cat I think yeah I think those are the movies that are gonna be what like we need right now we we need Johnny Knoxville back Uh, not quite Knoxville but I still um, want him 
Well, all, <laughs> all those guys are going to jail. So, uh, all the YouTubers are, anyways. Oh, yeah. um, did you see those uh, the two twins that are going to jail the for Paul doing? Twins? No, not the Paul twins. I wish. The Paul twins aren't twins; they're brothers. Whatever. There's another YouTube twins that were doing uh, pretending to have robbed a bank. So they just came. They come running out with ski masks, and there's like bills falling out of their duffel, Jeez. and they like run into an Uber, and the Uber refuses to drive them anywhere, and then they, the Uber guy gets swatted by cops, and like. It's a huge thing, and they're now being charged with felonies. There's also the Jake and Logan Paul thing, which might actually be child or human trafficking. So that's a whole other fucking thing. But yeah. I hope he goes down. Yeah. Personal vendetta there. I didn't know that was a Disney thing. Jake Excuse Paul was a Disney thing? Uh, one of I the Pauls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I didn't yeah. know that either. Coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah, and. Come March, I didn't know. Well, I don't know. This, should we, do you want to go back to coronavirus? Yes, I guess we go. Can. Sorry. <laughs> Brought us back on track. Do, and I'm do like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, right after. Doesn't matter. Okay. I w we're not sure if we had it. We couldn't get tested. Yeah. Um, it was late. It was early March. Um, it was right after the president was saying it was easy to get tested everywhere. And you want to get <laughs> anyone who wants a test can get a test. Um, a couple of days after St. Patrick's Day, um, I was just feeling really lethargic. And Kelly was feeling really lethargic almost at the same time. This is about four or five days after the, we saw the movie. Um, and the... Bloodshot? Yeah. Um, where, by the way, there was a guy right behind us coughing the whole time. <laughs> and that was the thing that was just like, God fucking damn it, man. I know. I know what's going to happen. Um, Did you and go home and watch Outbreak? No, I had watched Outbreak before, right but however, I watched it after Contagion. Mm. I haven't done Contagion yet. I did. <laughs> oh, do Contagion's so good. It is Contagion is good. so good. I, I just didn't feel it at the beginning of the pandemic. It was fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I like that movie. Um, it's really good. Um, Soderbergh. Mm. They. God bless you. <laughs> um, we, I, fortunately, had a thermometer. which I was like, oh fuck, because they were all sold out as well. Oh yeah. And it's like, all right, we we found one. And um, I was 102.7. It was only a rectal thermometer, like, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Did you not feel crazy fever? I felt, yeah. I mean, I felt really feverish. But I mean, you know, it's, I've been sick before. Yet? It's like, mm. you the fuck okay. know. Because I, I never had that high of a fever. Oh, really? I don't, I don't think I've had 102.7. Mm. I haven't either, really. And it, it was fucked up. I mean, it was it was like, yeah, I mean, I was down. Um, then Kelly was 101.1. Um, and we just look at each other like, Fuck, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> took some NyQuil and ride it out. Uh, I mean, I called that whole... So that night I was calling around. I'm like, okay, so where do we get tested? What's the deal? And I was explaining. They're like, do you have shortness of breath? I'm like, no, not really. They're like, it's just a really... I said, it's a really high fever. We're really lethargic. Cough, kind of like not crazy congestion, um, just like fucking fluish. Uh, that's, you know, best Funny, way to describe it. It's okay. <laughs> I know. Damn it. I was I was like, ah, I can get it. I can get it. I didn't. Didn't. Um, and uh and I said, Well, can we do we where do we go basically? I said, What do we do to go get tested for it? Or what do we what do we do? They're like, Don't you can come to the hospital if you want. They're like, but don't like unless you have shortness of breath, please don't come here. And I would mm. call I'd call urgent care, same thing. They're like, No, if you honestly think that you're like if it's shortness of breath and you can't breathe, go to the hospital. Don't fucking come here. And everybody was like, Don't come here. <laughs> I'm like, where, where do we get tested though? They're like, I don't know. Call the hospital. And I called the hospital and they're like, I'm like, where do you, do you guys do testing there? And they're like, no, we don't do testing. I called Damn it, my Jim, clinic. I'm a doctor, not a doctor. Oh. <laughs> 
I called my 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 doctor as well, and I'm like, hey, are you guys doing testing? They said, we are going to be the testing facility. We currently have the tests. We just don't have the swabs, so we can't test you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> fucking great. So, <laughs> What if I get a stick and some cotton? Can we yeah, get the- <laughs> basically. So, um, so no, we, so the, you know, we took NyQuil that night, uh, ashed, we slept for like 11 hours or so, um, woke up, my fever was still at 101, I guess. So I took a bunch more medication, slept again. Kelly's was still a hundred something. And the fever ran for like about three days. Um, and we literally just slept for three days. That's essentially all we did. Um, by day four, Kelly was feeling a little bit better. Um, I was still really fucking wiped and it was, I was just fucking wiped. I, I didn't get the, the loss of taste, but mm. also that wasn't a symptom at the time. Like we didn't know that was a symptom yeah, yeah. and we weren't eating. So yeah, I wasn't so really, I couldn't have told for. you, yeah. like, I don't know, but I mean, but from either way, like it was just fucking bad. And I had had a flu shot as well. So mm. like, I was, I didn't think it was going to be the, I didn't think it was the flu cause I had a flu shot. I don't know, but, um, but I also didn't know. I was I wasn't one I wasn't one way or the other because it's we couldn't get tested, so I couldn't say. But fortunately before that I had like loaded up for about a month and a half worth of food because Kelly had just come from Australia. So uh-huh. I was like, we're gonna quarantine for two fucking weeks and not do anything. Um, which we did, and then it was like right after Wait, no, I'm sorry. I don't know, whatever. I <laughs> I, I oh I think we had it in case we showed like I I I loaded up in case we just needed it. Yeah, yeah. Um in particular in case we got it or we came into contact with it. So we had it. We had, we were fine. So for two weeks, we did nothing. We didn't see anybody. We didn't do anything. We were down um, that first. Uh, so after like day four, she was okay. Around day five or so, I started to feel just a, like, I started to feel better. I was okay. Like I could kind of, you know, walk around. And um, and it was like a Sunday and I wanted to start writing the novel. Um, so that Monday I started writing um, and I wrote, you know, like about 10 to 12 hours each day. I would wake up really early and write. By that Wednesday, um, toward the end of the day, I I was just fucking done. So it was about day 10 of what could be allegedly the virus. Uh, around like 10 hours into writing, I was fucking done. Hmm. I could not. I would. I just went and late. And granted, this is three days into writing, but it was like just fucking – I had to go to bed. fell asleep around like 7 or whatever, and I was just – that was for two days. So I had to power through the writing of those two days. Um and then, like the next. To be count, clear, you didn't have to yeah, do anything. To. <laughs> That's a good point. Was there a deadline? I just, I'm a Did crazy you have a person. publisher? I, I give it, myself a deadline. Was, I, just, I wanted to. Was, just was, done was, with the was there an advance that was no? None of away? these things. None of these things. Which is why I'll do great when actually those things do matter. But no, I. I didn't actually have it. I didn't have to. You're right. Um, no, I, can I say one thing about it? I do like that yeah, idea because yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't want to completely shit on it. I want you reminded me of something because I thought about who has created. I I thought this story about um, who has created some great music with a f- crazy fever. Oh yeah, and Paul Neil, McCartney, right? I mean, that's probably true too. I think uh, that, that is Brian true. Wilson. That's probably true too. That is true. I haven't seen Love and Mercy, but I should see it. But also uh, Neil Young mm. on one of my favorite albums. Everybody knows this is nowhere. He had 103 fever. Oh, damn. Wrote Down by the River, Cowgirl on the Sand, Cinnamon Girl, and the title track. Mm. Anyways, great album. Check out the yeah. album, 103 Fever. Make sure yeah. you write, write, write stories on the flu, guys. Better. I mean, th- there's something to be said oh, yeah, for, for sure. fever dream. Like the closer you get to yeah. the closer you get to sleep, the better your creativity is. Yeah, period. Just that. Yeah. Whether it's like crazy early in the morning, late at night, fever, 
Insanity invites the muse. Yeah, you can just tap into it. <laughs> um, anyway, so but we never got tested. We never got tested, and it wasn't until. Um, but you know, it was a good two weeks of just being sort of like down, and th- and within that stretch, there were there was a total of like six days that were just fucking bad. It was just you know, and, but no nausea, no nothing. I was just really fucking tired, and so uh, that's the thing. But I, we didn't know, so I yeah. didn't say one way or the other. I assumed it was Kelly was convinced it was. I actually I can't remember if I was convinced it was first or it was just like I don't know what else the fuck it could be. Like yeah, yeah. there's a pandemic going on. It, it seems makes to make sense. sense. Yeah. Um. Long story short. Uh, it wasn't until I guess about right before I had surgery, um, and I did, by the way, finally get tested for the virus right before I had to get the surgery. Mm. Um, but the is that a requirement of getting yeah. admitted? No. Yeah, at the time it was like we because they had to cancel my my surgery was planned for February, uh, um, so they they canceled it. Yeah, and they rescheduled. They eventually started opening, and they re- I didn't think I'd be able to get it until. June, mm. but they opened it up for May. So I was fortunate enough to, to be the very first one um, of that. It was California hospital downtown. Um, so they gave me the, the test the day, but like so you got two the days surgeon before. that hadn't been, had been a little rusty. I know, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I was like, Oh, can we push it a week? I swear to, I did. I pushed it a week. Cause I wanted to rewrite. Like I was in the middle of rewriting. So I wanted to push it a week, both so I could finish writing. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was telling Kelly, I'm like, I'm a little scared. I want him to like have some practice first. Yeah. You like, don't buy the first car off the line. I know. She's like, he's a doctor. You're going to be fine. I'm like, well, still, but it's no, it's, he's, he didn't get any practice before me. So I, I still was. But I guess, you know, I guess we're fine. Worked Whatever. Out. So she got an antibody test is the main thing. But that mm. was back when they were still like 50%, like uh, 50%, right. whatever. Mm. And it was kind of like just this private yeah, company. Yeah. Um, and so hers came back negative, but yeah. it was it was long enough anyway. It still would have been like two, three months right. between us having it. And and it, if oh, we did right. have it, hers would have been a really mild case because she really only had like three days of whatever. Mine was a little bit worse, but. Um, the antibody test only shows for a period of time, right? Well, you only seem to show antibodies for a period of time. Yeah. You don't actually yeah, have but can, so In fact, I think it goes away after a month. I think so too. But yeah. I don't, but again, man, like, I don't Which know. Which is also scary for yes, the promise of a vaccine. Yeah. Like, and herd immunity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's scary. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's, it's a fucked up thing. I will say though, because my book is like, it's a pandemic book. It was great because I had done so much fucking research lead up to writing it. And then in the process of writing it, I became, had to do Everyone so much fucking epidemiology. I know. <laughs> yeah. I had to do so much epidemiolo- epidemiological studying in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know if I had it or not, but it was frustrating because it would have been nice to be. It's still right now. To this, At this fucking point, you still cannot get. I tried to get tested three days ago. Mm. Same thing. It's a fucking nightmare. That's horrible. It either costs $300 down the street, do like a, you know, a, a Test that still will come back in a couple of days. Uh, what would it change? If yeah, yeah, right now, Be, because we still don't know if you can get it again. We still don't know how long those antibodies actually last. If you knew that you had it months ago, would that change anything about your decisions or your behavior? Months or? ago or now? No, I mean now, right now. I I would feel more comfortable coming to hang out with you guys oh, if I, I could see. get a fucking test three right days ago and it could say that no, we're like if we all got tested and yeah, we yeah. all know we're fine. 
It's a risk right now. What Sorry, we're doing right now is a risk. I don't have Joe Rogan money. I can't test everyone. No, neither do we. <laughs> neither do I. But again, that's the whole. Yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that a fucking problem? Like it, it'd be easier, and it'd be easier to just get back to work to yeah. do things. If everybody was able to get tested, everybody would just have more confidence sure. in what we're doing. That's how you open up the fucking economy. Like yeah. everybody. The other big thing too that people were pissed off about in the very beginning, right? You can't like liberate Michigan, liberate whatever. Was we shut the, the economy down and. Why did we do that? We didn't have to do that, right? We actually didn't. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Fucking Trump was the one who who created the state of emergency. He's like, no, we got to shut it down because otherwise we're gonna. He, somebody finally got to him after a month saying we're gonna have about two million people dead if you do nothing because he was doing fucking nothing. And someone right. finally got to him said do there will be. It's if it's if. It's a two percent death rate. There will be two million people fucking dead in this in this situation. Do you know who's credited as that? Got to his ear. Yeah. Wasn't it Tucker Carlson? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah, it was. That's that's who is yeah credited yeah. with. Yeah, it was Tucker Carlson. Mind. Tucker Carlson finally got to his ear. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I should have specified. Got um, to his ear. Yeah, and he yeah. finally told him that like Turned no, there will be two million fucking yeah. people. Um, no, he called him apparently. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, they do talk. That's true. So, so but, yeah, they talk to him directly too. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a different thing. But he, but he didn't have to shut the whole fucking country down, right? But he didn't. It's the governors. No, he in did. Each, there was a 14 day stretch where it was a state of emergency, oh, okay. and he got everybody on the same page. Which, by the way, was was you know at the time I thought it was fine. I'm like, this is smart because we don't know where it is because there was no testing, but. It's very, it was seemed to be very unlikely that like in bumfuck Iowa or just randomsville, you know, Wyoming, that the virus was really that big. So no, they, they could have stayed open, man. You could have only shut down the hotspots. It would have been fine. And you, it would have what, been fine, but it would have been It would have been better. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have killed the economy. That's the thing. Ooh. And it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have created that crash. And the biggest other thing, and this is the, I'll shut up after this. The, the other it's big problem. podcast. Please don't. <laughs> The, the other biggest problem with the economy, that with what we did, with the way that we handled mm -hmm. our Trump's handling of the economy in particular, um, what most other countries did was uh, the money came directly from their government, the centralized government. And what they did was they uh, paid the businesses. Exactly. They yeah. paid the businesses directly. Yeah. Um, about 70% of whatever the wages was. As long as they don't like close or mm -hmm. shut down, right? Um, so there was a correct. So all the different lines, that, all the different chains. Is of that the Trump businesses. or is that Congress? Uh, it's both. It's both. I mean, but it's well, actually, no. It's, it's Trump. It's his failure of leadership to 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 see and get on bills, that. I but mean, I mean, to me, that like that's. It, I'm hard pressed to blame Trump for that one because the the bill that was pushed forth and unanimously voted on by everyone in Congress was nothing of well, the sort. But so before and that I, wasn't even brought up until let's talk about after the specifics. The let's talk about the specifics first. You're absolutely right. You're right. Right. It, it, everybody. That's what that's what the bill that was signed. So everybody is at fault. Everybody who signed it was at fault. Um, but. The, the political capital in order to to basically centralize the government in order to do that rather than which is what we did was fund the give money to the banks in order for the banks to create the different yeah. like, in, programs, in hindsight right? le that leadership could have come from anywhere though like I mean there was just a dearth of leadership everywhere yeah Trump certainly takes blame for that that is when we needed that strong leader he promised right. to be to stand up do you think but, Republicans do you think there would have been political capital for the Republicans to agree to essentially nationalizing all the companies in the country for a period of time um, that's what we're talking about here. What? Republicans no. would never have done that. No. I don't. I don't know that, that 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 was the necessary step or what we're talking about. Yeah, kind of. It's the funding's coming from directly from the government. 
not oh, quite nationalizing. But that's not that's not ownership. That's that's a a modified unemployment program. It's a bailout. Yeah, it's a bailout. It's not the same. If if we were actually taking ownership, if we were saying, hey, we're giving you you know this much money, and now we're going to take thirty percent of your well, they already do that in taxes, yeah. but that's a whole other thing. Like a but, GM, did they do a GM? Um, some company, Lehman yeah. Brothers, one of the. Well, they, they ended they up buying themselves back, but yeah. yeah. I think it was just Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are they, the I'm two sorry. that they nationalized. You're right, though. But right. Absolutely right. Th- th- yeah. I think that's the difference between that and maybe Lehman Brothers, where they just bailed them out or something like that. Yeah, and this whole student Bear, loan No, thing they, and, they, out, uh, they bailed out Bear Stearns. They, they let Lehman Brothers fail. Good. And then they then they try, what they tried to do for Lehman Brothers, by the way, which, which was to uh, have all the other banks buy um, the good parts, of the bad parts of it. Mm. Um, but they eventually, whatever, it didn't happen. Yeah, so um, they, they let Lehman Brothers fail. They should and have so, all failed. So sure, it's 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 not like according to Hoyle and nationalization of it, but practically speaking, it is money coming directly from the government rather than like funding the banks in order to say that like have a program. At where that point in time, there was political cap. There was political will to do what needed to be done, and I mean they voted for the six hundred without really batting an eye. Yeah. They, they, you know, they they there was you know some mention of it not being the best idea, and I didn't think it was the best idea at the time, but given the circumstances, given the fact that our computer systems in every state are fucked and it's a, you know, one-off system is a band-aid. Yeah. What they should have been doing in that meantime is fixing all of those computer systems, mm-hmm. but no one got on that bandwagon. Yeah. The issue with Trump's thing, I think right now, what the executive order, whether oh, or not- Oh, these three? Okay, yeah, sure. The, the 400, the unemployment executive order, the 400, regardless of whether or not it's legal or whether or not it can stand or anything like that, I think the biggest problem is that had that been the initial offer, everyone would have been totally fine with it because it is actually a fair offer and a fair improvement to the unemployment system that we had. But since everyone got spoiled on the free 600 for the last three months, now it's an atrocity. And so we're just kind of in this like weird place where the other big thing to just kind of throw it out is that. I think this whole executive order thing is literally just to shame the Democrats into yes. doing something quick. Um, it is, I don't think these are intended. I don't even to think it's to shame the Democrats. Effect. I think it's to make. Well, I. Uh, okay. The, I yes, it is. Can, it's good. Just can I say one thing about this, no the six hundred. Um, Stop talking about it like we're spoiled or that it's good. Six hundred is not enough Minimum money. Wage. Okay, it would like, be fifteen. It would be fifteen dollars an hour. It's, it's, it's bullshit. It's it's meager in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're arguing, argue, the Democrats are already arguing from a position of weakness. Let me be mm-hmm. honest. Six hundred is bullshit. Go to Canada; they're giving you two grand. It's just way different. That's five hundred a week. It's more than that. That I'm I'm thinking maybe that's two grand a week then. It's something crazy. No, it's like two that. it's two grand a month, I which is five hundred a week. No, but that's they're getting more than maybe it's five hundred additional than I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know. They're so, getting way more than what we're well, getting. So. Okay, so the I, I, the problem with the six hundred though is basically the way that it's structured. If it was a continuation of our current unemployment system where you made where it was calculated by your wages and everything that would be to, you're totally right it's not enough and it's not where it should be the problem is right now that it puts people that are okay so uh, it disincentivizes no it doesn't it, yeah, it, it doesn't 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 do that there's so many studies that have recently come out i know people that it disincentivizes but that's, it's that's anecdotal evidence that's that's not correct what what we have is many many studies that have said the opposite 
there's also studies that say that. No. There, it's, Can I just jump yeah. in and say that they've had – so it's okay if it is a disincentive for people to work. We do not want to spreading the virus. Right, right. And that, that's the thing. So, so yeah. at the and at the time it was signed, that made sense. And we didn't want people to go to work and we wanted to incentivize them not to. If we're trying to get back to a place where we want people to start going back to work, the problem with the unemployment system as it stands, and the reason I would advocate for a UBI as a replacement for that is because in its structure, it literally disincentivizes incremental work. So the problem is right now in in California, if I make more than $600 in a week, I get absolutely nothing from the government, which means that if I make $601 or if I make $600, I'd get, I wouldn't, I would miss out on the 1100 from the government. If I made 599, I would get that extra 600. So the issue becomes that like, if I wanted to take even just a part-time job, I would be fucking myself yeah. way more than not taking that job. It is literally a disincentive to work. Yeah, and it's we designed. Know. We know. This but you all... just said all these studies say it's not a disincentive to work when it's fucking established no. as a disincentive to I think you guys work. were also talking about two you're, separate things. Yeah, you're not talking like, about the same thing then. What were you saying when you were talking about it being not it, the studies that it not being a disincentive? What were you talking the about? The guy, Larry Kudlow, went on. Oh, Jesus. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Used car salesman guy. Cudlow and Company? Yeah. He's done State of the Union this morning. Uh, he went on, I fucking hate, I forget the, God damn, I forget the name of the person. Whatever. He tried to claim this, um, that it was a disincentive to yeah, work. Now, I understand that there is the basic concept of unemployment insurance, yes, is giving you money. So yes, you probably don't want to continue working. And I understand there's- That's hold on. not it though. Hold on. I understand there's that limit. There's that line. But what I'm trying to say is there's been many studies that prove that that's actually not what human nature says and that we don't actually just say, hey, we're just going to stay home and live off the government forever. That's not the case. That's not what happens. Right, right. But that's not like- Okay, so you're talking more in a broader sense. Yeah, we're talking long-term- But I'm, that, that translates to the micro sense- Long-term decisions are very different than short-term decisions, and that all plays into how quick of a recovery we, recovery we have. If we want the quickest V-shaped recovery, we need people to be back at jobs, getting money, funneling it through the the so, economy. Like, no, so I don't. I don't agree. There's there. two. There's, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I think what he said is we don't want that. Well, no, no, that that was a separate thing as well. Like what I was saying. If you want people to, to work of, now, I think okay, Matt, we're not talking about the same thing. Well, no, I think there's. I think it's all it. So first of all, okay, on a, on a macro level, Joey, what you were saying is that there are studies saying that people aren't necessarily disincentivized to work. Uh, Sean, what you're saying is that currently, right now, in our practical sense, it is actually disincentivizing people from working. It's designed to be such. There is another sense to this whole thing, by the way. The, the real question is, is, is taking the money away incentivizing right. a priori? And that is the more, more oh, important thing. Yeah. And that is also what is not Oh, happening. that's not true. People are not incentivized to start working or getting a job when they lose their money yeah, that's currently right. I, in that's, the practical that's, sense. That's not and that is the important part to note here. Yeah. That is why people need the money now. Right. And that the, that was my my initial argument. I is thought that so, yeah. I just wanted to- Essentially this, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, you you talk, talk more better words than me. Um, the- 
the idea that this, what Trump is proposing would have been welcomed if we didn't have that 600. But now that we're at that 600 level, once you, once you issue an entitlement, it is really hard to take that away no matter what it is. It's a good point. So I, I, so I read, did you guys read the fucking executive? By the way, they're called presidential. And Sean's giving me a beautiful face. He's like, have you met me? <laughs> yeah, I read your post. <laughs> I was wondering what I was a little upset because I was like, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> if you just laid out your entire position, you know what you did? I haven't said it. It's here like, yet. it's like you're going to a congressional hearing and yeah. you laid out yeah, your, opening your opening statement. statement. Opening statement. Yeah. God, we haven't talked about a single congressional hearing. It's been that fucking long. It doesn't matter. Maybe, well, I guess we're talking about Comey's maybe or like oh, way Jesus. back in the day. Anyway, sorry. That was years ago. My, my, uh, yes. So after reading them, it was because when I first, my first, like inclination when I saw his he's his new hybrid press conference rally <laughs> is an interesting thing he's doing in Jersey this Bedminster situation but I, I oh, find that's the, the CN- special yeah that's the special one yeah the CNN weirdly c- tries to like they don't show him anymore well it, th- when I was watching they were like trying to edit so they'd like go to him when he was like talking about like yeah, policy and stuff goes to and then as soon as he like mentions and uh, mentions a Democrat or like the people on the other side all of a sudden they cut away yeah they've been cutting away <laughs> yeah it's 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 sort of the opposite you used to have to go to CNN I forget C-SPAN. what it was. Well, yeah, no matter what. No, I just go on the, like, NPR, I think. We'll, like, oh, always show the video, just, like, the live. The straight live Just feed. the straight yeah. live feed, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Um, so there's three executive orders that he fucking passed. Um, by the way, I called them. Wasn't it four? They're not four. Okay, there's three crucial three ones. Three that matter. Yeah. Um, what was the fourth? There's so, one that's, like, complete, not complete BS, well, but okay, not Okay, so not we have pilot. unemployment. We have um, uh, uh, evictions. We have um, the- Payroll tax cut. Payroll tax cut. What's the fourth? Whatever. Let's Either talk about these way. three. Yeah. Um, I, from from what I saw in the WhiteHouse.gov, it was only those three. Um, the I was hearing the number four. But yeah. It's possible. It might be four hundred. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, they're not executive orders anymore. He calls them presidential memoranda. Memorandum. Each one a memorandum. So there's one um, executive order and three memoranda. Oh. Okay. Got. Oh, interesting. What's okay, the executive so the, order then? The okay, whole thing. Sorry, all I, three of them I, are memoranda within the. Right on. So yeah. this executive order oh, with it. Okay. So of the memoranda memorandum. So num- memorandum number one um, was the the uh, the the one everyone's talking about, right? The four hundred dollars. Okay. Um, somebody wrote it something on Facebook that was like, "This is the perfect compromise. We've got the Democrats want six hundred, Republicans want two hundred. Nothing's getting done. Leader steps in, says, "Boom." My first inclination was, is "Boom, four hundred. Split the difference." Um, he can't do this. He cannot. You cannot just like unilaterally as the executive branch. Do anything regarding taxes in any way, shape, or form. You just can't. So Says I'm like, who? what the fuck is this? Says who? Yeah, he just doesn't have any money. So it's like, I don't know where this is coming from in the first place. <laughs> well, I, that's I, how they finagled their way around it with uh, the FEMA money and the the money that's already been exactly. So yeah. Right, so right. so that, so when I had to read it, I'm like, what the what is he actually talking about? So when you read it, first things first, it is three hundred dollars. It's not four hundred dollars. What he's saying is the states can kick in one hundred dollars, yeah. and we'll do four hundred dollars. Which at the beginning of the pandemic would have been very reasonable. Right. Exactly. It's like okay, cool. Um, but it, so. And you're like, all right, well, that's fine. But where is – I still didn't understand where this money is coming from. And when mm. you read closer into it, yes, what he's doing is he's saying that from the first CARES Act, there's $80 billion – in excess of $80 billion 
Kudlow on State of the Union today said between 80 and $100 billion, which I'm unclear as to how you can misappropriate $20 billion, but fine. Those numbers don't matter anymore, Right, exactly. Man. It's but, but it's already there. It's already passed. Yeah. So, And by the way, they should have spent it or have already allocated it based on the first act. So to put this in layman's terms, let's say that your birthday- waiting to go Yeah, somewhere. let's say Christmas and your birthday are really close to, close <laughs> to each other. And your grandma says, all right, so for, for Christmas, I'm going to give you $1,000. And for your birthday, I'm going to give you $300. And you say, fantastic. I'm going to get $1,300. Um, so you get, your grandma says, all right, here it is, Christmas present. Here's $1,000. Don't spend it all in one place. So you don't, you save it. Um, then your birthday comes around and you're, and you're like, all right, grandma, can I have the $300 that we kind of talked about, right? And she's like, absolutely. The $300, the, the $300 that I gave you is going to come out of exactly what I've already given you. You're just going to kind of reapportion what it was that you had. If you so choose, you don't necessarily have to. That is literally what this memorandum is suggesting. Taking money that was already appropriated by the states uh, or at least to the states into unemployment. So instead of whatever else they were going to use for it, Trump is suggesting FEMA authorize creating a program for the governors to give each person, each unemployed person, $300. That's this first one. For, we'll get to the second one next, but go ahead. What are, yeah, what are from, from my understanding, the, the justification for that is essentially like, it's not that this money was necessarily line item allocated. It's like, okay, we just need to start throwing money out. You get 50 billion, you get 20 billion, you get this, you get that. And they did all the things they needed to do. And this is the stuff that's still left over in the accounts after what they took care of. So as far as I understand, this is money that is over allocated based on you know the original CARES Act. Obviously, there's other places that could be prioritized that they could spend it, and it would certainly be helpful. And we're in a a, a war as to whether or not the federal government wants to fund the states at all. So that's right. a whole other fucking issue here. But from my understanding, the the math isn't quite as simple as this money is already in line to do something. Oh, no, I, I didn't mean to suggest that. It's not. It could be for some states. That's the yeah, problem. It, yeah. could, it could be for some states. It might yeah. not be for other yeah. states. It really depends. But, right. That's but, the problem with making unilateral decisions. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a problem with making unilateral decisions that aren't yours to make in the first place. Like the states are the ones who, if he's saying it's up to the states, well, then it's up to the states. But well, if it's using, an emergency. Yeah, he's using FEMA. He's, yeah. he's using federal emergency. And I guess it is an emergency. But this what, is the definition oh yeah, sure. of a federal emergency. No, no, emergency. totally is. But what's interesting is I'm reading that it could really cause problems if we have hurricanes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is supposed Which is to be probably going to happen yeah. soon. We're entering hurricane season. Yeah. Or an earthquake. Yeah. There's a fucking earthquake right now in California. Oh, right now, as we're Oh, dude, that's right. <laughs> it was like underneath you when yeah, I looked at that. That was awesome. Holy fuck, man. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't live in California, there were like back-to-back fucking earthquakes that morning. I think it was like three because there were two yeah. like right there next was, to each other. I only other. noticed two, but there were three. Within, well, there like, were two like right on top of each other. That's why It was like a 20-minute period for the first two. And then it was like an hour later for the third crazy. one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the first one. Do we go ahead? Go the one we what forgot was student for? loans. Oh, you're right. It's student loan oh, forgiveness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or right. the, um, the deferral uh, of. The deferral, but also the forgiveness of the interest. There's a couple of things here. Yeah, yeah. One, the catch is it's only, it only applies to loans held by the Department of Education. That's so, all they can do. Yeah, but that's a lot of student held that's loans that are most privately. Of them, yeah. Through banks and stuff. I don't have student loans. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> anything else on this uh, this first memorandum? The the unemployment. Um, 
questions, thoughts, ideas. I mean, I, look, I, I don't. I'm, I'm happy that he's stepping in to do something. I guess my biggest yeah. issue is that this is money that like I kind of need. I, I, Very, I yeah. in particular need it. I'm currently unemployed, so it's I, like, well, what exactly? I am as do? well. Yes, yeah, falls in the same spot. So the fact that it's now confusing and we're not sure what it means mm. makes it kind of difficult for us to budget or be re-engaged in the economy. And it's, I'm certainly not more, I'm incentivized to work with or without this. It doesn't help one way or the other. And more importantly, I don't want to feel in, like forced to go back to work just in, because I'm going to need to. Like, you know, I don't mind doing it. It's just a question of like, is it safe enough? My, my job yeah. is to walk around and knock on strangers' yeah, doors yeah, all true. day. Right. I'm not sure it's the best idea for I think, me to do that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, at the very least, you're not going to see any of this money for months, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how the fuck does that help? Right. Uh, They're going to fight everything. And yeah, yeah, and that's another thing is that it's going to be challenged in court. So then you're, at, you're on rocky foundations there. But again, I think this is just to force them to force their hand. Maybe like, you're right. And maybe it, you're right. It's a negotiation tactic. I wish, it, I wish I, it was. I think it's actually just to make himself look. It can be both. I, in be. my in my personal opinion, I think most of the things Trump does are to make himself look good first. And right, right. anything else is a that's, contingency. That's always a consideration. Okay, that is the, the priority is making himself look good. So if it's making but if Democrats it also bad, is sure. a chess move that makes that forces them to do something, all the better. But it I wouldn't mean, be a chess move then. It would be an incidental thing. Like it'd be like, I, I don't want to play chess anymore. I'm going to have a pigeon shit on it. No, that's a move. We're no longer- that's a decision. <laughs> yeah, flipping the board is a move. <laughs> He's kind of right, unfortunately. I don't think it's a good move, but no, it, uh, it's, it is. It's, it's his. It's his move. He does it every it's time. It's gonna slow it down because we still have to put the pieces back, and we still have to figure out. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and the then they gotta undo what to he happen. did in his memorandum, right. and like, like that's gonna make it more complicated. But yes, it is to. It, in his like almost passive aggressive manner of you know just trying to make Democrats look bad and yeah. make himself look good, sure. And yeah, that's his only. It all works together. He doesn't have any other. You were gonna say something, Joey. I'm sorry. Um, I just think that it's all such meager bullshit. It's just not enough money. It's just not even close to enough money for anyone. Um, so what? Why are we? It's just annoying that we're arguing over three hundred dollars. It's just yeah, that's true. It is sort of fucking bullshit. It. I was kind of well, surprised, especially to find after out. they gave away everything to all the corporations. And I know, yeah, yeah. They, they large tax, corporations got such a fucking windfall from this. Uh, yeah. they, they need to tax like a one-time tax on Bezos and yep. and uh, Elon Musk. Look at fucking Bernie over here. Sure, wealth tax, <laughs> I, I like Bernie, kind of. Yeah, wealth, wealth tax is a fucked up thing, though. Like. Oh, so yes, Jeff Bezos is a billionaire, but that doesn't mean he has a billion dollars in the bank. If we're going to tax his wealth, that means he is going to be forced to sell things. That means he Good. is going. Well, Good. I, Good. I mean, at this point, it could actually make him more money if he's forced to sell things. Okay, there then was don't the, complain, Jeff. Does everyone remember the Scaramucci shuffle? Um, that I'm convinced that that was all about him hiding assets. Uh, you guys remember? So yeah. Scaramucci was the guy that came in uh, for like no, a weekend. No, I know him. I wasn't sure this. The 11, this 11 days. He's one of the few. The, I've, I've seen three people from, like I've seen personally three people from, I, I call this whole situation reality the show, by the way. <laughs> so from the Trump show, I've seen three people. Scaramucci was the first. We've seen Billy Bush. And also just recently we gave Alan Dershowitz directions. Mm. Ew. Giving directions to my I just foot. told him which street it was. It was outside the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. 
You didn't like curse him out. Oh my god! I wished I had. I actually I felt bad about it. Would have given him a piece of my mind. I know. I know. I should have been like, I what? I I don't. I don't think it was at the time, but it was like he's like, "What street is this?" It was like Grandin first. I'm like, "This is first. He's like, "No, we got that." He's like, "What street is this?" And it was Grand, and I should have been like, "I don't know. Why don't you ask Jeffrey Epstein or like something like that?" I would have pulled the Jew card too, <laughs> which is so nice. <laughs> you know, how dare you as a Jew do this and that, do this and that? You're you are you're a Shonda to the people. Wait, what? Where are the sins of the Durst? Oh, good God! Do how long do we? We don't have another three hour. I, I mean, podcast. I'm aware of the Epstein connection, but I that, just let's. Okay, there is enough. This is after right impeachment. There. There's enough, but yeah, sure. Okay, I, I assume that that uh, was still- Just in defense of such absolute slimy people for his entire career. Oh, I mean, um, everyone's, you know, everyone's allowed a defense, man. Uh, he's a, he's a not lawyer. a public defender, but he picks his clients. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. He's rich not. people need lawyers too. The second <laughs> presidential memorandum in this trilogy, <laughs> in this glorious trilogy, was, and it was the, um, I don't want to do the payroll. We'll do the, uh, what was the second one? Student loans? Not no, not the peril tax. Uh, uh, eviction. eviction. Oh God, eviction moratorium. Yeah. At first I was like, because he could, le that was something that he could actually legally do. There, there are constitutional professors who were saying like, okay, he actually might be able to do this. This, There is some constitutionality in order for him to basically decree that you can, that like eviction moratoriums. Um, he didn't do that. He didn't even go that far. So mm. like actually may have been constitutional. But what he did was constitutional because he didn't fucking stop anything. All he did, he, he made a recommendation to about like four or – it was four, certainly four, but three major um, departments. There was uh, HHS, um, the Housing and Urban Development. HUD, yeah. HUD, yeah, thank you, and, um, and the Treasury. Uh, and he basically just made some suggestions for them, which is like, hey, maybe we should try to make it so landlords don't evict. Do whatever you can to evict. I mean, I'm not even really paraphrasing. That's basically the language. Well, <laughs> like, from what I understand, what it comes down to is um, the the directive is that if the eviction is going to cause a COVID issue, right? Uh, if it's you know, yeah. if it's either going to put an exposed person out or if it's going yeah. to expose them, then they you know those uh, those people can step in. They, 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 um, yeah, can, exactly. Can, can. I can read yeah. you. You can read you the quote that little section. Yeah. yeah, the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Director of CDC shall consider whether any measures temporarily halting residential evictions of any tenants for failure to pay rent are reasonably necessary to prevent the further spread of COVID nineteen from one state or possession into any other state or possession. So shall consider. Shall yeah. consider. So I I haven't heard your professors pontificating about how it is constitutional, but my understanding is <laughs> that professor. well, <laughs> the, the aforementioned professors. <laughs> um, it, it, my understanding is that he wouldn't be able to do it because he would need Congress to fund the uh, like because you, you can't just decree that landlords can't make money without uh, rep. rep without reparations uh, well not reparations but uh with, without compensating them in some way uh, it'd be, it would just be a deferment i think like you just can't evict people you, you, he would do the similar thing it would just be a deferment it'd be the same thing with payroll tax 
Right, right, payroll tax is just a deferral. But pay, pay, uh, saying that you don't have to pay tax is way different than saying you don't have to pay a private landlord. Currently, this private, the thing. right, yeah. right. This, this, I'm just some dude who owns an apartment, and now all of a sudden I can't collect rent and I can't yeah. evict this person. Right. Like but, I have to be compensated in some way, shape, or I, form. I, there was the the loan moratoriums that are put into place, but again, like Joey was saying, that's only on federal loans. If you have private loans sure. from you know, different institutions, you don't have any of that rent moratorium. And more so, commercial loans are not afforded that rent more or that uh, um, uh, uh, loan moratorium. Or I don't remember the specifics, um, but just suffice it to say, constitutional law professors, professors were saying that it, it is possible for him to to essentially, yeah, force the deferment of the payment. Well, yeah. In other words, just say that you can't evict people in a in a. I'll put it this way. Um, let's just say it's a hurricane. Right, right. If the president but, stepped in and said you landlords can't evict people in the hurricane during mm-hmm. like during this period of time, sure, sure. I think it's along those lines. Okay, uh, the deferment is what we have, and that's already like the deferment doesn't really help people. What, it helps the you virus. You guys are both agreeing, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. you're basically speaking we're talking about to, the constitutionality, but we're talking also to the point that one, it's not. Specified, specified at all in this memorandum. No, no. And oh yeah, no. What he what, did was, was nothing. A, exactly, and that that speaks to what he <laughs> what did was did absolutely was, nothing. Yeah, you, will get an, you will get evicted if you don't pay it's, your landlord. Period. Yeah, I think that's the point. Is but this is he was. Toothless. But it is. So yeah, it, it is a it is a toothless. It is a moot point at this yeah, yeah. at this moment. And I largely agree with you. I don't think it ought to be constitutional. For and I'm sure it would have been challenged. But as far as I understand, it was some emergency power that the president would have had in order to force landlords to not evict people. In this time, yeah, yeah, that's that's basically what I understood. But again, you know, I don't know. But um, <laughs> the third one, the payroll tax, is mm-hmm. fucking again. But and by the way, let's if we're sensing a theme, it's all just a toothless paper tiger that he fucking puts out. He's like, hey, don't do this, or maybe do this if you want to feel like it. If you, I don't know, I well, want to look good. Oh, well, the payroll look- tax again is that is definitely to force the hands of the Democrats. Yeah, that is. I mean, but nobody wants this. The Dem- the Republicans don't want it either. No, no, no that that is. A, Big Daddy Trump saying, hey, you know, I'm going to give you money and these big bad Democrats are assholes if they take if it away from working, you. If you're working, though, it's only working people. So the payroll tax That's basically- still 60% of the people. Like, you know, there's 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 a lot- Well, under 100K. I'm mean, not okay. like, obviously- You're right, but, yeah, you're right. But there's, there's a lot of unemployed people that are- very happy with the situation right now that are, well, that were very happy until about two weeks ago. Yeah, um, that's fair. And the, I, I am one of them. There were, and <laughs> I'll tell but you. By the way, I just, I would just like to know what the, I don't care one way or the other if they're like, this is ending, you got to go back to work. Yeah. If you're going to fucking die, sorry, you're going to die. Like if that was the, if that was the messaging, then mm-hmm. okay, cool. That's fine. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Down. Yeah. But like, don't fucking jerk me off and just be like, oh, maybe you're going to work. Maybe you're not. I think whatever that's, you feel that's like true. I think it's just the general, we want stability. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's what we ask of a government. Right. That yeah. is like the reason that we put them in power is to have a plan and to try and enact that for some sort of stability, which- I cut just, you off though. I'm sorry. I, got- I don't even know what I was talking about. But at this point, there just seems to be, you know, way so much infighting that a- uh, stability is not even a priority. I have a question. Um, excuse me. About, about <laughs> Interesting time to start digging. I, I got like something in my mouth. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Why'd you take over the conversation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess my point was, yes, this is a toothless memo. This yeah. is a toothless bullshit thing. The payroll tax we're talking but about now? 
all of it. All, all four. Okay. But sure, yeah, that's one. Um, will this have an effect on either the negotiations or in the election coming? Is it going to move the needle? Do you think so? I think that it's, it's a little hard to say. Um, at the moment, it, what will in the short term, what will end up happening, basically, Trump's, Trump's numbers were already stabilizing. I think this will give him a little bit of a bump. Um, but people are going to start to realize that it didn't actually do anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like none of it. Like even, including the payroll tax, which we didn't finish by when the way. When people like, don't get checks. Yeah, when people don't get checks and do get evicted, like mm-hmm. they're, they're people are going to realize, like, oh, yeah. this didn't fucking do anything. And yeah. I and ideally, the messaging will happen in this week that will be like, hey, this didn't do anything at all. Like this is nothing. Congress still needs to make a deal. People should still hold their congressmen accountable and 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 make sure that they're getting what you need and they're on the table and they're figuring this out and they're working through it. Um, the and once again, the payroll tax is still just deferred. It's not. It's nothing actually changed because the presidents can't do anything with tax code. Um, so people well, are still going to have to pay all this shit that ends up happening. It's still going to come down the line. Not necessarily. What that does is put a lot of pressure on the Democrats to make that part of the tax code before the end of the year. It's still going to be part of the tax code. I'm sorry. Payroll tax. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It's not. Nothing changes. No, no. They. Well, no. Oh, well, he does. He, it is deferred at this point. Right. right. Yeah, it, right. That's what. He, that's basically what he's saying is that uh, we're at this point we're going to kind of take steps as though they've already done this, and now that's going to put them in a position where at the end of the year either they have to sign something saying that yeah we're going to waive that seven percent, or everyone's going to be pissed when they have to pay money instead of getting money back. I see what you're saying with the payroll. Okay, cool. Or or he'll just challenge it in court. They'll challenge it in court, yeah. and it'll be nothing and then anyway. It, yeah, and, which is, and then everyone says, "Hey, where's my money?" And yeah, either way, working, way, either way, it makes the Democrats look bad no matter what they do. Really, um, I don't know about that because the decisions. Are- Security element of it. I feel right, like right. I mean, just on its surface, people will still I'm be like, pissed at Trump, though. That like they still have to pay in the in the end. I mean, we, we have to fund Social Security and Medicare somehow. I think like, there's some people funded. that would recognize. I think I see what you're saying. In general, money in your pockets is right, right. and that is right now. I yeah, think yeah. that's the most powerful statement. Yeah, yeah. Is if people don't have to wait in food lines, if people can pay their rent and not get Why evicted. Why would someone who's employed have to wait in a food line though? That's the thing I'm confused about. Uh. The payroll tax. The payroll tax is the only thing I'm talking about. Just because you're employed doesn't mean you're rich. You know, we have people that are still working that have to work at McDonald's. You know, if they get, uh, if they, they're still making $15 an hour. And to me, that's the issue with the the unemployment is that, you know, someone that is working their ass off 40 hours a week is making less money. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. And it still is currently bullshit. Like they need, they deserve hazard pay. I think that anybody working an essential job, absolutely. Absolutely, should be should be getting a much bigger bump. To me, this is where UBI solves it. Yeah, just give totally. everyone, give totally everyone a check. At, that twelve hundred dollar check was fine. Do it again. Do it yeah. again every month. Do it at, every month. Well, if everyone that's gets, where the payroll tax is. That's what they said. That's part of it. Yeah, if, not, if that, that, that's not. No, well, it's supposed to equal about twelve hundred for most working people. Um, yeah, that's what they're saying. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's the argument. Not equal. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That's kind of those arguments. Well, it's like seventy dollars in your pocket every week, as opposed to a hundred, uh, twelve hundred. Uh, yeah, as, but as to well. everybody rather than just work. Like this is just yeah, for I want everyone. Right, yeah, right, everybody should get the UBI that you're talking. Sorry, right, but yeah, if you had UBI, you could get rid of that extra six hundred unemployment. Right. You could get rid of welfare. You could yeah. get rid of all the a, red tape. Yeah, you could get rid of all these programs. It's instituted and. 
if you want to make some sort of a threshold where like you don't want billionaires to get this extra 2000 that's easily solvable in taxes anyways so there's there's really like this is the easiest most <laughs> simple solution that fucking takes care of just about everything without causing too much turmoil yeah the problem there though is the the transitional period because people are going to be fighting against losing Medicare and losing you know well we probably would have to keep Medicare they would keep but it you'd, for a little, you'd yeah. lose uh, WIC and you'd lose um, uh, uh, welfare and things like that so you know there, there would be a transition there, yeah there'd be yeah. there'd be a transition yeah. but it, it it I mean what effect what you're you saying is right yeah. yeah you just have to convince Republicans well in, in to me that. That's the problem with the unemployment system is that it is a disincentive to work in and of itself. The way that unemployment is structured, the fact that you start losing that money very, very quickly and you can work your way out of unemployment, especially now with that 600, That's it's point. very easy to kind of fuck yourself. Yeah, in. getting off unemployment sucks ass, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously I've never done it, but I assume because you're as soon as you start working, they cut it off. Well, it's- it's like, they don't give you a- That's the thing. Pro-rated. No, it is pro-rated, but because of this 600 boot, it really is. I mean, a before hard all this COVID before, stuff. Before the COVID stuff, it was actually much more prorated. That was. So the only problem is that the, the threshold was low. So in California, it's $450 a week and you get up to 70% of your income. So if you were Jesus. making for uh if you were making $600 a week, you got $450 the maximum. Right. If you were making $1000 a week, you got $450 the maximum. If you were making $300 a week, you would get $250. And it's also based only on your your previous year's work. Right, so right. if like 2 years before your previous that quarters, you made it, actually. It's still not enough oh, money right, to live on. Yeah. It's not even close to enough money to no, live. No, 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 not in LA just, for sure. No. I will tell you though, I moved to LA on unemployment though. I got uh, laid off in San Diego. Yeah, and it was uh, 10 years ago, but I got laid off in San Diego and moved to a very cheap, tiny apartment in Koreatown for 500 a month. And that 450 a week was enough for that situation. Yeah. I've gotten myself yeah. to a point where that's not enough. 500 a month in Koreatown, I don't think exists anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, it's, it's twice that now. Yeah. But, I don't think it, that you know, that- it, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you could buy well, a for the, thousand bucks a month. Uh, for the whole, I was It'd be pretty in, gross. Yeah. It'd be the worst part of Koreatown. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> gross. Maybe, I guess. Mine's you know, 11. a roommate. This is 11? But that's yeah. rent controlled from seven years ago, isn't it? Something like that. Um, Five years ago. What, mine? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is 4% rent, rent, uh, rent control from, uh, yeah, like six years ago. So it was a, it was very different six years ago. It yeah, really yeah, was. yeah. Now uh, anywhere in this area, this apartment goes for like seventeen hundred. Like yeah, exactly. Is, That's what I mean. Yeah, my yeah, old oh my, my old apartment before I moved in with Kelly was the was just a little over a hundred. Yeah. And now, like, even a, but a, the one bedroom we have, no, it's like 22, 23, I think. Well, you also live in a, yeah, we much live in Weho, more, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Tony, the, Tony, to answer, <laughs> to answer Boner's question, the, uh, what effect will this have? Um, I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be in short term. It'll give them a short term bump. Um, but, pe but people are going to start to get wise to exactly but what it I is. I think your, your point is very interesting about his stabilization of his polls in yeah. general, because it's very tough to pinpoint what 
does what it's, in it's the people that already watch Fox News that were kind of losing a little interest yeah. in him that are going to be swayed back to I think the you're right. good. They're side. looking for any excuse yeah, yeah. to be like he stepped in, he did something. Yeah, yeah you exactly. got to support your president. Yeah, time of need. So it solidified his base. Well, th- no, those are the base. I'm talking about the no, little I'm, bit more wishy washy. I'm talking about the wishy washy. Okay. They were looking for any yeah. excuse to say that. They weren't that's very wishy-washy. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a tranche above where I'm looking. But Okay, know. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, they're, if they're on board with Trump after the, after just these executive orders, they pretty much were on board with Trump before, I think. Uh, I think that the, This is not going to yeah. switch yeah. them up. The, oh, the, we're, we're talking about like actively, I'm not talking about actively voting for Biden. I'm talking about just like voting, period. I think yeah. that there were people- were put, who were thinking about not voting for Trump that after these executive orders might probably be, or actually will will be more inclined to like risk it and go out there. Yeah. And I agree. Vote I think it. there might they be might a small, a small number, it. but then again, they, if these people are so wishy washy on that, well, they might have been considering Kanye. That's what I mean. Is like, <laughs> who knows what these people want? And, that's and, a fucking and, Russian thing. If I've ever seen one, that's some Roger Stone shit right there. Fucking Kanye. Oh, that's beautiful. The birthday party. Do, there must be so many conspiracy theories about Kanye that we don't know about. They, there aren't go, even conspiracy oh theories. My, there are like- Yeah, like it just goes both ways on Kanye. To get, like, his, to get him on the ballot in Wisconsin, just literally today, there was an article that that there were- um, like Mickey Mouse had signed. The oh, thing, yeah. And there were like all, all the, the signatures. They're all yeah. the same. Well, that, that's- And I the mean, Republican operatives are are funding his, are, are helping to get him on the ballot. That's also fairly normal though. Like most of the uh, ballot initiative, initiatives in California, you need to get like two to three times the signatures you need because you know you're going to get like th- uh, two thirds of them thrown out. Like it is just a common thing in signature collection. Wait, you're saying that fake signatures are the common, like fake people? On yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Un- people not registered in your, in the place that they say, people with not correct addresses. Is, you know, because what people, what you, you guys have seen the signature guys, they stand out in front of the, the grocery store and they say, do you have a second to sign this thing, this petition to get this thing on the ballot? Or they'll or knock whatnot. on the door a couple times. I don't answer the door. But, <laughs> you know, there. if you're just walking into the grocery store, there's a large amount of people that will just sign Mickey Mouse and put one, two, three Main Street and keep walking. So there is always these numbers. It is just something that has kind of uh, been illuminated through Mr. West. Fair enough. I don't. I, right. I still feel like it's some Makes Roger sense. Stone bullshit. I mean, look look at the signature. <laughs> I don't know collect, what, they yeah. they always need to collect twice as many signatures as is required to actually get in. Okay, th- but that doesn't mean that the numbers are exactly the same. Oh, I don't. I no, I don't know that the actual uh, statistical correlation is dead on. I'm just saying this is a common trend. So to say that there were a bunch of Mickey Mouse and to say that there were a bunch of you know uh, Bob Hope or whatever that is. A fairly normal practice that Mickey Mouse gets fucking a hundred thousand votes every year for president. Yeah, but that's a different like, thing. I just think what 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 you're doing is you're minimizing what's happening with Kanye, which seems like a, an outlier. Really? Yeah. Kanye is not a minimal threat. No, I'm saying the amount of fake signatures is an outlier. You don't think it's an outlier? I do. It seems like it from what he's telling me. Yeah, that's just what. what it- and you're saying it just happens. Right. I, oh, I, I think th- I'm saying I, no. It doesn't just happen. I think I was is, under the impression uh, that you guys were saying this was a conspiracy, and I'm saying this is part of the process. Yeah, we are kind of yes. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying it's conspiracy. I'm saying it's fishy that there's so many fake signatures in Kanye's. Blah, Do you know blah, what blah. the numbers are? I've heard thirty percent of 
But that's, again, that's normal. Again, I don't know. Thirty percent. I don't know if that's normal. From from, normal? What, from what you said, thirty percent of ext- thrown out signatures. Yes, whether or not you know, thirty oh, percent of Mickey Mouse. No, but thirty percent of non-registered voters. Thirty percent of incorrect addresses. Thirty percent of signatures that don't match. That's why they need to collect so many fucking. But where do you get these numbers, these Sean? How did you know thirty percent is normal? No, no, I'm 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 pulling that out of my ass. It is somewhere in that range, though. They need to get twice as many signatures to cover the margins. So. That number, the normal number is somewhere in there. I'm just saying Republicans are trying to get him on the ballot in order to siphon votes off. And by the way, oh, I'm, wow. I'm saying, okay, there's a, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, go ahead. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not asserting the fact that it is a conspiracy theory. I'm, I, I'm saying that this is in the ether. I'm the conspiracy turning guy, into guys. And I'm, I'm turning into you. Yeah, yeah. Into you. I, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> no, I, I mean, all we have is numbers here. I can show you some right numbers, which are crazy. So there's 3,100 total in this state board of elections. This is for Kanye? For Kanye. Okay. 3,100 signatures. And the tally was 1,900 were ruled invalid. Oh. That's right around 30%. No, that's two that's thirds. Way more. So, oh, yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. 20,000. 20, yeah. 20, 20 out of 30. Way more than half. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah, fake names, fake registered voters. All these so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, that's just what the numbers are so far. I can't Even say more than still, that. I don't know that I would necessarily automatically call that a Republican conspiracy in that I don't know that. But it was. That was another one of the articles that like Republican operatives have been helping him get on the ballot. Oh, sure, sure. But I, I, I feel like there's a lot of. Kanye supporters in general that would um, be happy to write down random things. I don't know that it necessarily has to be a Republican thing. Uh, no, what I'm saying is it is, I'm not saying, so I think we might be talking about two different things. Right this on. this particular issue with the signatures on, in order to get him on the ballot. Mm. And then just uh, funding, campaign funding, assistance oh. in general, all that stuff are coming from Republican operatives. Sure, sure. I.e. Mean, Roger Stone, shit like that. Yeah. Um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Who's the wait? Who's the enemy? Yeah. The enemy is the Democrats. Democrats in this situation. Oh, and Kanye is the enemy of my enemy, and so he is my friend. Kanye is an enemy of the Democrats. Yeah. He's yeah. A spoiler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Republicans think. I don't. I don't know. Man. That's absolutely what they think. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think they, they think they, that Kanye will take more votes from Biden than Trump, and, black they're, and they're correct. Take away the black votes, and they're correct. It's. I, all I, it needs to be one more. It just has to be one more for Biden than for Trump, and they've done a job. I guess that's fair. That's yeah. all. And it's to. only it's a handful of states, by the way. I mean, it's gonna. Again, that's it, the, it's, I think that's it, the biggest it, thing, man. It's, it's, it depends. Yeah, it depends on a couple states, and it depends on a couple hundred. This votes. election is going to be so fucked, man. Mm-hmm. This election is. It's there is going to be so much fucking voter suppression, fucking mail in ballots being tossed. Like the the, uh, the Republicans only have one fucking option at this point, and that is to make sure that people don't vote because if yeah. you vote. They're fucking. I mean, that's that was the craziest thing I saw yesterday. It, it was in the swamp, and to bring it back to like you know the, the key of this, which the is HBO just, documentary. Yes, exactly. Um, it was crazy to see him. See, it was uh, uh whoever the fucking formed the Tea Party, uh, Buck. Yeah, no something Buck, uh, Ken Buck. Because hmm. every time I'd see him, he'd be like, "My name's Ken Buck," and I'm like, "Ken Buck, Buck, Ken Buck." Yeah, he, he, he porn helped star? form the he helped form the Tea Party in the very beginning. Um. He was talking about HR one. The you guys familiar with HR one? No. It was the very first thing that in 2018, or I guess it would have been 2019, that oh, yeah, the yeah. Democrat House 
passed, which is a huge sweeping voter rights um, initiative. Mm. It's this monster bill that basically is all about getting uh, – it's about election security and about getting fucking people to be able to vote. It's essentially voting rights. But it's dead um, on arrival in the Senate. It's dead on arrival. It has been dead on arrival in the Senate since it started. Um, and the when it finally came up, because keep in mind, this is and again, the swamp was all about like how do we how do we promote bipartisanship, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, another sidetrack. The opposite of of partisanship is not bipartisanship. The opposite of partisanship is nonpartisanship. That's mm-hmm. my whole argument yeah. of no fucking political oh, parties. Yeah, totally. And if you really want to find out like why we're polarized, Ezra Klein has a great fucking book literally called why we're polarized, which really lays out like the origins of the parties and, and, and that they weren't really different. And, yeah. And part, polarization was not a thing until relatively recently. Um, anyway, Mass sorry. Media. Uh, and it was even before that. Um, but the, or even after I, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean the, the, uh, yellow journalism, like, uh, 1900s. Well, was, I think I'll put it this way. It wasn't the really... media. It wasn't the media that okay. caused polarization. Um, we'll talk about it. Or I'll just, have to watch the doc. <laughs> well, no, they don't go into that in the God doc. It's the, <laughs> it's the book. Um, I'm not but, reading a book. You don't have to read it. Listen, I didn't even read it. I listened to it. I, audible. Um, no the, plugs. I'll give you my... You're right. Okay. Bloggable. Applaudable. As soon as Sean finds out who Ezra Klein is, he will not be listening to this I know. Book. I know. It's okay. But uh, you shouldn't have said that. You wouldn't have known. You could have fooled him. I know. It was, yeah. <laughs> Just listen to this book, Sean. It's not liberal at all. <laughs> I know. Scratch out communist manifesto. <laughs> I know. Well, one of the funny things, too, is like he kind of... he expl- and Whatever. Um, we'll go into it. The... Ken Buck, because he likes to fuck. Right. The HR1. Yeah. <laughs> Look into HR1, huge sweeping voter rights. Um, the, the question was, um, and that was one of the big things that like people like Matt Gates um, and Rokana, Ken Buck, what they were all, uh, there's the other guy from Kentucky, Republican, uh, Republican um, House. Uh, the, the question is, how do we promote this kind of bipartisanship and um, and get money out of politics? That's the key, right? How do we stop lobbyists from happening? Yeah. And HR one is a huge fucking would would help that, and every fucking Republican down the line voted against it. And it's things that they were all for previous to this. It's what the Tea Party fucking ran on, mm. man. Um, it's what Matt Gates that was his champion. That's how he got on the. That's how he got his fucking seat. Um, it's what changed their mind. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Their minds didn't change. It was it was literally by all the Democrats. No, it's that basically what Ken Buck literally says out loud. He's like, "Well, no, the, the the only reason that Democrats want this is so they want more people to vote." It's like, "Well, wait, what?" Like it's it's blaringly <laughs> admitting. It's like, "Well, the more people who vote, the more people vote for Democrats. Therefore, the less power Republicans have." And they realize, yeah, this, they're just saying which the is why they fuck. I know, which is why they started gerrymandering up the fucking asshole. And you know, Democrats they're still gerrymandering. Can't they're just saying the quiet like, part out loud that they they've been doing this for years. Yeah, like, gerrymandering is a part of this system. That's they, like they've been suppressing votes for freaking centuries. Yeah. Guys. And HR one, HR one stops that. HR one stops gerrymandering to the to the degree that it is right now. It will help. It will help. Let's, I don't think this is going to solve all of our issues. It, well, it's it's a huge HR one is a huge fucking help. But either way, the whole point is like you're right. That they, it's they're saying the quiet part. Dead on arrival. What, what's the point? They, they have Republicans have to make sure that people don't vote because most most people vote votes for Democrats. So it's like yeah, they're admitting their policies are not popular. Well, this gets me to one of your other Facebook rants of late um, about the uh, uh, fucking census, man. Um, oh yeah, you didn't want to. You didn't want to fill out the census. Huh? Census person. Uh, I nicked the census, man. 
That's a good boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I'll take it. Oh, that's uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? When uh, the, the little kid shot this. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes, okay. right. <laughs> He's from the bank. Exactly. <laughs> deep cut. Mrs. Um, Hogwaller up in R-U-N-N-O-F-T. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, but my big issue with the census, um, I haven't heard anyone talking about this, but I do believe we should postpone the census because of the mass migration that's happening right now. Uh, everything is in flux. Cities are depopulating. Rural places are more populating. If we do the census right now, we are locked into status quo for 10 years when all of a sudden we have tons of people that have left and changed where they are. We're going to be under a, a different form of, you know, uh, residual gerrymandering that doesn't actually reflect where we are, which is why we're trying to get, or why some factions are trying to get the census done immediately. I think you make an interesting point. I, I think it, it's happened so much because we just do it every 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But I and think- it's just constitutionally well, mandated. I, 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 I would say the argument, the compromise here, just do census every five years or do it every three years. I mean, that's a constitutional amendment at this point, which is a well, fuck. Well, I mean, okay, so what? We, can't, like we can't agree on anything right well, now. I, that's I, not going to. I think that one's not too uh, crazy. You don't I don't have think, to. It doesn't don't, have to be a constitutional amendment. The doesn't it say every ten years? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you can't pass a law saying the executive branch must must do it every five years, and then you just they have to do it more often. Or they can average it or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you just, the, if the you want it done more often. The requirement, often. But yeah. yeah, you can always that's, that's interesting. That's yeah, all. There's is. nothing stopping you from doing it every year or that's every fucking six months. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm no you, constitutional yeah, you lawyer. Lure, but... You lure the shit out of that, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll sure, take it. Sure. Fuck. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're not saying don't count yeah. in the interim. They're just saying you have to count each right, time. Right. But barring that, where we are right now, I think that they should postpone it too. I don't think that, yeah, it's fine, but they're not going to. I think they should postpone it because- People are not going to be answering their fucking doors because yeah, yeah, there's many reasons to postpone yeah. it. Another uh, reason why I don't have a job right now. But yeah. they should set a date. <laughs> don't postpone it indefinitely. That's scary. no, no, obviously. But whatever we do is going to be temporary because we don't know how long this shit is going to go on and whatnot. I know, but it just scares me when they just go or postpone. Same thing yeah, with yeah. the election. Just like we'll postpone indefinitely. The, the yeah, word yeah. indefinitely scares the shit. Out oh me. god, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, they, they can. They you can't just need continual sunset clauses. We're gonna, you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that still scares me. <laughs> well, yeah, because they fucked up on the last one. So they did the rent moratorium and they or the eviction moratorium and everything and the uh, unemployment as a sunset clause, and they can't get their shit together to extend it, and they're being obstinate about skinny bills. Why didn't and they start? Why didn't they start negotiating in May? I mean, the Republicans or the Democrats passed passed their own fucking heroes bill in May. It was giant. It was enormous. It was three yeah. trillion dollars. It was a fucking virtue it's signaling a wish bill. List. There was yeah, a few yeah. reasons. Absolutely, but why didn't they start negotiating? There's, I think it was because there's there's no power until the the time runs out. So it's it's basically the same. Uh, I, that's an interesting point. Okay, Republicans took weeks off. Let's just be honest. They they decided to take, a but month, it's, it's strategic. It's not like okay. laziness. It's, well, it's no. It's unfortunately it's, the, it's, it's the way that our politics work. People are not rewarded in politics for. You're not going to know what leverage looks like until you're close to the wire. Well, the, or it's until it's passed. Point. People are never rewarded for uh, thwarting a, a catastrophe years in advance. You are rewarded for fixing a catastrophe after it happens. You are a hero if you are Giuliani standing on a pile of rubble. But 
if you are the fifth person that stopped the bombings 10 times before, how many attempts were there on, think, the, on the trade centers? I think you're like, right to an extent, but not so much anymore because- Well, in an election year, very much. I think you're right a little bit, but but the reason why I don't think you're completely right is because we can trace stuff now very with, with algorithms and Who stuff. Who does? Well, the news does. But I mean, do people, people don't pay attention to that. Well, there might what, be an article that what says- sways elections let me, let me just Let me just say, Sorry. there's possible that someone, like, let's say what you said happens and some congressmen do pass a law early enough to make preventative measures. Sure. There is a possibility that six months later, a, a news story would be like, we did the study, blah, 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 blah. And this congressman passed this law and they should be lauded for doing that. Right, right. I think but it's that's possible. Yo, that happens. That's page five buried in the bottom. Well, that's another like, issue then. We're, we're talking about the education of America, but I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily page five either, and it might not be right. If it really was thousands I'm sorry, of kids, lives. there used to be this thing called a newspaper, <laughs> and the page that the story appeared on was subsequently proportionate. Yeah, the equivalent now is like forty-five <laughs> swipes, like forty-five sure. finger okay. swipes down the line. Right? Yeah, you're right. That would be I, that's thing. a good point, but I think that it's. It's not that crazy. I just, I think it is possible that we could look back and say there was 50,000 lives saved because of this measure. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying that that's not how our political system works. That's not political power these days. There is, you know, the, 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 the soundbite, the good image, the meme is so much more powerful than, hey, there could have been a catastrophe, but I saw it and it didn't happen. No, eh, we but didn't you know could, that the catastrophe that's just bad was marketing. Happen anyway. You're right, but that's bad marketing. Right, right. You say 50,000 lives. You say this guy saved 50,000 people. That's the marketing. Or but, you, but the thing is, and the reason why I disagree with what you're saying is because we use the opposite. We would say that uh, Trump did Trump's inaction caused- a hundred thousand, whatever, percent, hundred thousand lives lost. So hundred and seventy. Sure, lives and th- almost, I, yeah. honestly, I would totally agree with that statement. But I think the point is that if the converse is true, then shouldn't we be able to incentivize something that I, prevented? I, it? I think people see that as bullshit. I think that's the same as when Barack started talking about jobs saved. You know, we, they just kind of rework the wording, and people realize or recognize that that is. A, a, an interpretation rather than a reality. I don't know if that's true. I don't. I don't think. I don't think people just immediately think, "Oh, it's bullshit." Uh, I'm confused by what the argument is. Well, I'm saying that there. It's a possibility that that there could be preventative measures taken by Congress and that they would get a reward. Sean's basically saying there's no incentive for Congress to do preventative measures because no one will laud them for it. I think. Yeah. Am I correct? Very much so. So I think what I'm saying is I can- In other words, that's answering my question as to why the HEROES Act wasn't negotiated earlier on is because it wouldn't have made headlines? Well, because uh, the the longer you wait, once they actually start to feel pain, like right now, we're not getting our unemployment. So that puts pressure on- Democrats to be a little bit more acquiescent on the things that the Republicans want them to give up on. So, you know, the the pressure from the people is essentially what they're trying to build. It's the same reason the Republicans are always good with the government shutdown because they know that the pressure is going to come from with, from under, which is weird because it's like the opposite of their, uh, their economic theory of trickle down. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, I think that that's fair. I think that that's, that's, Explains why they didn't talk until now, but I, I don't. Um, I don't know. I guess it just pisses me off. Yeah, like it's, it's not. It's not. A, de- good, it's it's, not a, a they they didn't even start tactic. talking at all. Right. Is the problem? Like, yeah. I mean, put, by the so, way, 
the president of the United States has not spoken to the Speaker of the House to since, Pelosi, since October. October. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, if you really talk about any like, little girl, right? Well, if you talk about like negotiational tac- negotiation tactics, like anything in general, like willingness to work or willingness to do things that are yeah. good that are necessary. Like that, that's right there that's, an example as to why how negotiations can can basically be promoted promoted in this country. Right, right. But that is also a little bit clickbaity in that his people are talking to her people and negotiations are happening. They those two parties literally just have not been in the same room together. No, no, for sure. But Manukin or Nukin Exactly. <laughs> had not the, the, yeah, the Treasury Secretary Nukin had not still wasn't didn't start negotiating with Pelosi. Yeah. Or and no, no, they, they, until until right. the tail end of this. Yeah. Like and that's that's all I'm saying. And including the Republican uh Republican or the Senate basically, right? Yeah. Like McConnell didn't start talking to Pelosi toward the end until they're, the end as well. They're playing chicken with the American economy. Like I know, is, and they could have just they could have just at least known what they were or weren't gonna like agree to or acquiesce to. And and that's the thing. Like the of course the Democrats are playing power. The question is like I think they were just trying to figure out who had the leverage, but at least they could have known where they would be. But I guess I don't know. They're good enough, they're all good enough at chess to know like what where they're going to move. So, and no, they're not. I literally see them as two greasers in cars driving towards the edge of the cliff, uh, eyeballing each other to maybe. see who's going to fucking acquiesce to something yeah, first. Yeah, maybe. Like, this is just a fucking grudge match. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, Joey. I just think we're going to run into an issue here of false equivalency. And I just I really don't, don't like that. And it's just kind of my pet peeve in life. I just, I hate when people go, they, Congress, they, this, they, that, because I don't see it as equal. I just don't. I, obviously, there's blame on both sides. That's fair to say. But there's an equal amount of blame. That's what bugs me. Well, and that also, I think, comes from your partisanship. Uh, yeah, I, of course you, it does. Everything comes from a partisanship, but I'm trying to call balls and strikes here objectively, and I'm saying I don't think it's equal. Right, and I don't think that's objective. Of course it's not objective. That's right. the point. I'm taking—okay, no, then I think you're actually incorrect there. It is objective because I am looking at it, and I'm trying to say which people are more to blame. Which they're both to blame, but which people are more—it can't be equal. That's well, stupid. That There's no way it's a tie, right? That doesn't make sense. What's Why? the objective here? What is what is yeah, each yeah, party's true. objective? We, you have to determine what the objective is in order to help to the American people. In That's, what way? Is How? that the objective of both parties? Well, in this current situation, for this current negotiation, what, who yeah. should be what what American people and in what way? Is it to protect them from the virus? Is it to give them money? Is it to protect the all protect of the, the economy? Above. All of the above. But everyone's got different priorities there. I understand that. And I'm simply saying that I think that one party, a yes, I guess I am obviously subjective because I'm a person with an opinion, is one more is more to blame than the other. And that's all. Yeah. Well, but, but, no, sure. But it, to blame for what? To blame for the fact that nothing's action? done? Okay, yeah. In, in action, absolutely. It would be a fool's errand to try to say that the, that the inaction is on the shoulders of of the Democrats. The Democrats always want things to get done. Republicans do not want things to get done. They are it and by the way, their their MO is to make sure that things don't get passed, that spending is I mean, at least it previously was. I saw an argument like way early on that also helped explain this, which was um uh oddly enough, the best compromise is for nothing to happen because or the, or at least the the easiest thing for everything to happen is for nothing to actually happen because of the fact that the, the Democrats want things to happen, period. The Republicans don't want – the Republicans want less to happen. They they even want – you know, they um, – so in a weird way, the easiest thing is that is for nothing to happen. This is far – this is as far as like the contact tracing, the um, 
the increase of testing, the added PPE, the Defense Protection Production Act, all that stuff. I mean, the federal government across the board had completely laid down on the issue. And, and again, Trump had the most power. The executive branch in this time of crisis had the most power and still had the most leverage. But his abdication of it is where it fell on the shoulders of Congress, who traditionally are inactive no matter what, because in their mind, it's never about like the, congr- the congressional branch versus the executive branch. It's about Republicans versus Democrats. Yeah. So and the Republicans do not want things to get done. At least they didn't previous to this odd like um, what's the what's the populist? This odd like Republican populism that's happened. Like this, no, they're just forced. They're forced to get shit done because the people demand it. Correct. So like if we're talking about the blame of inaction, it is on the shoulders of Republicans. The question is: Is inaction necessarily speaking a bad thing? Right now, yeah, yeah, because people are dying. <laughs> when the politicians keep politicking before that was a bleak you ending. turn to People are dying, though. I mean, we don't have honey. That's where we are. We're not a comedy show. Fuck Shut up, guys. You can listen to all of Really depressing things. What do we have? We got text before calling literally literary politics. Going down on South Park. Uh, oh, celluloid breakdown. breakdown. The uh, most fun uh, show. They <laughs> polished. Uh, well, the, the most uh, recorded. Yeah, yeah. Most, most frequently most recorded show in in current times. Yeah, we'll be back though. We'll, we're 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 starting again. Thank you for. Yeah, check check out the Patreon as long as they're still a company, patreon.com slash forecast. Uh, go over and buy Sean O'Brien's book. Uh, thank you. What is it called? Discarded. Discarded. Oh, Discarded. thank you. Discarded. Where can we find such luxuries? You can you can buy it on the Amazon, uh, on your Kindle. Search for Sean O'Brien on, on your Kindle. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure everyone has a Kindle. Just pull out your Kindle. and You can and- do it on your phone or on a computer, <laughs> like just the Kindle app. Right on. Tablet or whatever, and you can read it. They got Go fake. straight to Sean's mom, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> it does. I don't actually get anything. And I will say, by the way, uh, a dollar of each purchase goes to um, directrelief.org, which provides PPE. Mm. Look at you. Provides funding to mention. Fucking guy over here. Description. Discarded, guys. Check it out. Yep. Toodles. <laughs>